Hello and welcome to StarkCast. I am Joe Stark, and today is an awesome day because I am having Dan West on the show for the second time. <laughs> what is up, my friend? Guess who's back? It's me. <laughs> it's Dan. <laughs> yes! <laughs> and we're, Hello, starting a, we're starting a little bit earlier, so hopefully we're going to talk for more than two hours. Yeah, you, know, you said that, right? I was like, I've got home early today, so give me a shout when you're ready. We can start early, and it's, you're 25 minutes early. <laughs> right. What, what the hell? I don't, I don't need to do a hard stop to go pick up the kids today. My wife was like, if you guys are going long, if you're having a good conversation, I'll just go get them myself. And I'm like, oh, you're a hero. Oh, that's very kind of her. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, dude, it has been such a fucking busy morning. And uh, I'm on vacation this week, and I am not a fan of busy, busy schedule-related shit when I'm on vacation, because that is the opposite of vacation to me, right? Yes, exactly right. Ugh, fucking hell. <laughs> Stuff to do whilst you're on holiday is the worst. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, our last one was uh, we, at the end of September, uh, Lindsay and I flew to Germany, and we were there for a few days. And that was awesome. It was a really cool experience. But at the end of it, it didn't really much feel like a vacation. Yeah, because you were so busy? Because we were so busy, exactly. We didn't really have days to just kind of lounge around. And um, man, so far this week, we've just gotten up, gotten the kids around to school, dropped them off, and then we've gone hiking somewhere. And we've spent you know probably like two or three hours hiking, and then we come home. And then I've been just fucking binge-watching TV, which is kind of new for me. <laughs> I just haven't been devoting a lot of time in my life to TV lately. And yeah. dude, I I fucking binge watched all of season one of Slasher on Netflix. Oh, yeah, and then I'm almost done with season two of American Horror Story. Okay, so you you you've only just started watching American Horror Story, then? Yeah, I jumped in on season two because um since it's an anthology series, and my wife's been watching them, and she was like, oh, I I enjoyed season two way more than season one. Oh, and, and she said it wasn't by much. But she's like, just start on season two. That way we can talk about it. I'm like, all right, that's easy enough. That's Asylum, isn't it? That's right. Yeah. Oh, fucking hell. God, yeah. you should have oh, started God. off with, should have started with Murder House. That's a lot. That, it's so weird. <laughs> you should have started with Murder House. It's way more easygoing than Asylum. But Yeah, there's some yeah. fucked up shit going on in Asylum, dude. I'm like, what is going on here? Yeah. Right from like, literally from the first, what, like 10 minutes, it's just like oh fuck <laughs> yes that's exactly what it's like <laughs> but you're enjoying it yeah you like like american horror story yeah yeah i'm liking it i think yeah, uh, it, i think the writing is a good deal better than slasher i enjoyed the first season of slasher a lot too yeah what's that one about i think i spoke to shooty about it yeah yeah shooty's a big fan and um so slasher is it's almost like a canadian ripoff of american horror story oh it's it's really similar. Like um it it just dropped its second season within like the last month and it's it's going to be an anthology show apparently cuz the second season has nothing to do with the first one but it uses some of the same actors. I'm told. Okay. And um so the first season of Slasher is Oh god. Okay, so get this for a fucking lead in. This pregnant lady and her husband are killed on Halloween night. This the killer that killed both of them then cuts the fucking baby out of the dead mother's stomach and is then no. is just sitting there when the police arrive, right? No. So then flash forward <laughs> years later, and now this girl who is an adult, who's played by the same actress, I can't forgive me, I can't think of her name, but she's the same actress who plays Lena Luther on Supergirl. 
yeah, I can't remember her name either. Yeah, yeah she's, she's, the, in, she's, she's in Merlin. She's yeah. in Merlin, the the British, the BBC thing about Oh, Merlin. okay. Okay, right on. She plays Morgana, I think. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> wow. I, I'd like to see her get into that role then. That's pretty cool. I've never watched Merlin before. That's cool. It's pretty lighthearted and whimsical. It's nice. It's easy watch. Oh, Not okay. like this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no shit, right? Yeah, like right away leading off with serial killer C-section. Wow. Okay. <laughs> and so then years later, she moves back to that town and moves into that exact same house. And then like kill, uh, murders start happening again. And this new killer is like a copycat because he's dressed exactly like the, the dude that killed her parents. Okay. And he's called the executioner and he wears like this leather like executioner's hood and he has a variety of different big fucking knives and shit like that. You see, now this is where like my kind of suspending disbelief drops off because we all know horror 101, you never move back into the house that your parents were murdered in. Right? <laughs> it's like, you know there's bad shit that's going to happen. I don't, <laughs> I'll be going, ah, oh, you stupid woman. I'm like, just watching it immediately. <laughs> oh, my God. But, I mean, is it good? It was good, but I did have lots of moments in it where I'm just like, oh, this is fucking stupid. But, you know, yeah. overall... um, I don't know, maybe it's suffering from the fact that I'm watching American Horror Story right afterwards, because the writing just feels, the writing and the story feels a lot tighter in American Horror Story. Yeah. And there were sections of Slasher where, where like, the, the, gore and, the gore level was to a gratuitous, almost Saw-like level, where it's like, oh, okay. that, that's pushing into a territory that I don't generally like to watch. Yeah, agreed. But, you know, it's not really, you know, overfilled with that, so... Okay, yeah, well, because I fell off of American Horror Story, I think uh, I think it's season five, and that's Hotel, and I watched the, me and Kat did like one through four, loved them all, and then five started, and we're like, oh, I watched the first episode of five, and we're watching it, and um, not, not really spoilers, it's just something that happens, some dude gets butt-fucked by some skinless, faceless, like, golem thing. And he's getting, like, done on the bed whilst this lady watches. And I just looked at Kat, and I just went, are you enjoying this? And she just went, <laughs> it's okay. And I just went, I'm fucking out. I was done. I was like, that because that, this is the sort of thing that you're, you're saying. Like, there's just some shit that, like, really turns my stomach, and I don't want to see it. And now I have that image in my head for the rest of my life. And I was like, oh, I don't think I'm going to watch this one. If that's like the first kind of 20 minutes of the first episode, I don't want to stick around for the rest. So Holy we're going to shit. Yeah. That right? happens in the first fucking episode? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> first episode. So I'm going to skip Hotel and then we're going to start Roanoke Nightmare. Um, but I haven't heard great things about it, but I'm going to give it a go and see what it's like, I think. But no, I just go... I was like, okay, first episode, that's way too much for me already. Um, I'm I'm done with that series. Yeah, so look forward to that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, it, and really, it's like I'm getting all this TV time in just because I'm on vacation. You know, otherwise, it's like to watch that sort of shit, unless I'm willing to, you know, take like the few hours in the evening that I get to spend with my kids in between them getting out of school, you know, me getting off work and then bedtime. It's like, I don't really want to take too much of that time to just sequester myself in my room and just watch fucked up television on my laptop. Yeah. And, yeah, and 
And I, I got so many fucking comics on my pull list that I have to get those read at some point also. And, and right now I've got so many good titles on there that it's like, yeah, I'm not really missing TV that much. No. I mean, to be honest, man, like over here, it's, there's just fuck all on TV nowadays. It's all We just watch Netflix. We've got Amazon Prime. We watch that as well. And then we probably have a select some – well, it's not even the shows. I was going to say it's about 12 shows, but it's not. There's about – eight of those are movies that i've recorded so we've probably got like four shows that we watch on the regular and we just set like you know the dvr to record it and then we'll we'll just catch up when we can but the rest of the time if i don't have anything recorded i just i go through about 10 channels which there might be something good on and then i'll immediately switch over to netflix or amazon and then just start like streaming something else because there's just there's just nothing on over here at all it's just all crap really odd Oh, there's lots of crap on television these days. Like the the downfall of the Discovery Channel and the History Channel, like years ago, was something that really broke my heart. When it, oh, it went from all these it? just fucking excellent documentaries and shit, where you'd actually learn stuff, to then fucking ice road truckers and and pawn stars yep. and stuff. It's like, what is this fucking reality television? I understand yeah, like, it's what people want to see. And, yeah, and gold. Oh, I can't remember the fucking mining one was, but it was something about like the <laughs> gold diggers or gold rushers or some shit. Fool's gold rusher digger. I don't right. know. But yeah, no, I'm I'm exactly the same because I I used to watch like MythBusters and like that every now and then they'd like show Cosmos on there and then obviously got well, the the Neil deGrasse Tyson like remake as well and it was so fucking cool you could just like put something on and just learn something new and like look at a different perspective on something yeah and then now you now you turn it on and you just got like <laughs> fucking assholes being assholes for the camera and people just they just lap it up it sucks. Yeah, i don't know why people enjoy watching it so much and you know it's that's the way it's going to go when television needs to be supported by the sponsors the sponsors just want as many people as possible seeing their fucking stupid ass commercial the most people are going to flip through you know on the dvr anyway and and so then it's like nope nope give them more of this fucking bullshit that they want to watch with with fucking you know these just real fucking sometimes they're just real shitty fucking people yeah it's like i don't i don't want to see this i don't I don't want to hear this guy brag about some business deal where he came out on top and for some fucking stupid hot rod or something like that. I don't care. That's not that's not history to me. Show me a fucking documentary. I don't I don't give a fuck if a lot of people don't like it. Good. Good. I generally don't like things that a lot of people like, you know? Yeah. Well, that's because you're in the minority, dude. And it yeah. goes back to what I said, you know, when we first spoke about. 85% of people seem to be assholes and everyone else is okay. Unfortunately, a lot of TV now is made for those 85% of people. It's like we have uh, like the, the, the you're talking about death of discovery and we got, we had like the death of the BBC over here because we used to have uh, like 40 towers, red dwarf, the young ones, like dad's arm. I'm not a big fan of dad's army, but lots of people love dad's arm and it was quite funny in its own way. And we had all this incredible comedy like Monty Python, all that sort of shit that all came out of the BBC. And then that just like died off. And now we get fucking weird shit that no one's going to know what I'm talking about unless you're from the UK, but like Mrs. Brown's boys and Oh, I'm to think. oh uh, uh, Miranda she was like a big thing over here for a while um she like has her own like solo show and <clears throat> it's just like terrible 
cringy comedy and like, oh look, look how awkward she is. Oh my god, it's just, it's just <laughs> fucking. And like, you go for like something from like the young ones, which is like you know eighties like fucking satire about the government and and like student life, and it, it's it's amazing. And it, but it's so it's so damn funny, but it actually has a message. And it's speaking about the time to just this like awkward woman, this awkward giant woman. She's really tall. She's like six three or something. And um, but like that's like plays into her character that she's like really clumsy. She keeps falling over, and people laugh at her and stuff. And it's like we had geniuses writing comedy, and and everyone that like fed our humor because the you know the British sense of humor, as far as I understand, is quite is like is quite. Um, renowned amongst other countries and stuff. People go, oh yeah, well, amazing comedy comes from, from England. Name one fucking show that come out recently that is any good. That it all from the BBC. This is what I'm saying because like everything that's good now came from Channel Four in like the kind of like mid nineties to hmm, I'm going to say like the mid two thousands, something like that. We've had a couple of good shows since then on Channel Four, but even Channel Four. That is doing exactly the same thing. We've got it. We got you fuckers brought it over. It's um, <laughs> uh, was it Jersey Shore? Oh God, I've never watched an episode of that, but I saw highlights on the soup where they'd make fun of it. Yeah, but yeah, well, it, it's it looked awful. Well, I've never seen it, but I'm assuming that it, from what I've seen, it's like assholes uh, being assholes to each other, and it's all like about relationships between douchebags male and female am i pretty much right there that's the way i understand it yeah it's like just a bunch of like party people just you know having regrettable sex and whatnot <laughs> yeah so so that came over and then from that show because we got a load of these fucking idiots watching it from that we got the geordie shore which is like about newcastle which is up north <laughs> the geordie shore yep and then we also got the only way is essex which is set in essex like in london and then we've got uh what was it something to do with chelsea as well something chelsea i forgot what it's called but and that's like about kind of like it what was it you know like it girls and it boys like the people they don't really have a job and they're just like living off of mummy and daddy's money and they're just basically like jet setters and it's about them and their stupid relationships. And and it, it, it turned out everyone thought it was reality TV, but it's something which is even worse than reality TV, which is scripted reality TV, which is like a new low as far as I'm concerned in sort of like broadcasting. So what they do is it's quite funny, actually, because it's kind of like Curb, but it's assholes talking about their sex life with the people that they either like cheated on or want to get with and it's kind of scripted and then they will say right you guys are going to be here and then you're going to have an argument about this but then you have to like get to this part in the conversation and then we'll go to the next shot so which is like cool like larry david does with a lot of the curb shows you know he'll say this is like the format this is the situation we're going to be talking about and then they just ad lib you know that's how a lot of that show goes so that's like this but it's it's not funny it's just drama and people talking about who they who they haven't or have fingered or you know whatever it's i just don't i don't understand and there's fucking like i said there's like four shows at least i know of and there's gotta be more and they just they just feeding like idiots it just it blows my fucking mind i hate it no, I, I can't do it. I, I can't. Like, I can watch some of them 
for a laugh. I, I used to when I had more disposable time. Like, I'd watch, and this was fucking years and years ago, I watched some of the real shitty VH1. Like, there was, like, Rock of Love with the Brett Michaels one. <laughs> it, like, I watched some of those with my wife, but it was more we'd just watch them and fucking laugh. And just be like, what in the fuck is this? Like, look at these goddamn people. Yeah. And, and, and Lindsay always watches The Bachelor and The Bachelor. But I, like, I, I, and I more just watch her watch it. And I just commentate off to the side until I get the look one too many times, and then I bail. Yeah, you gotta get get it. You gotta get out. That's what I do. Because Cat watches The Apprentice. We spoke about that on the last time I was on as well. Remember, like you guys have Donald Trump, and uh, we have uh, okay, hold on, <laughs> and we have we have Sir Alan Sugar who does the English version of The Apprentice, and it's the same thing with this man. They used to get like nice people in who were like. Uh, entrepreneurs and fucking experts in their field like one guy that won it was an inventor he actually won and he's come up with about like 15 different patterns for different things and he's made you know millions and millions of pounds and he's done really fucking well and he was a nice normal guy total fucking nerd but he was really clever and that's how he won because he was smart he was polite that's how he won it and oh my god like season after fucking season like this one i said to cat i was like so you know i was on the computer where i am now and she was like gonna watch the apprentice and it started up about 10 minutes before i jumped on the computer and i said to her, i was like so who do you want to win this is right at the start and she just went i don't know and i just went are they all assholes and she said yeah they just argue all the time <laughs> and that's what that's what they do now they just get these these people like they cast these people that don't have like the, the credibility or the fucking credentials to be on it. They just get the people in that they think are going to make the most drama and the best TV and they're all going to argue and yell at each other. So that's, and that's what it's devolved into. It's like, it's just fucking mad. I don't yeah. get it. Well, and people sit there and enjoy it. And I mean, I know I'm including cat in this cause she does watch it, but I, I just, it, they, they, they're like talk for, five minutes i caught five minutes of it and within the first five minutes they had to get up and go to a meeting with alan sugar and then he said what the task was and then they split them into teams and then they started talking about what they were going to do and in those five minutes that i watched in that little scenario at the end of it they just started arguing with each other and calling each other useless and saying you know i don't think you should do this because you fucked up on this last task and and i've got the background and this food catering whatever the fuck it was and they just they just literally it was like 12 people just arguing with each other and i i can't fucking deal with that it's just these horrible scumbags that just want to get one up on everyone Ah, oh my god i'm losing my fucking mind <laughs> yeah that shit's fucking awful do you do you know also with those reality shows that they employ people behind the scenes that like go through everything that's fucking recorded and just take notes on clips like this is when tom makes an a, like a an aggregated face this is when tom makes a surprised face so that they can edit it together not in like the sequential way that it was shot but in the way that they want to portray these characters yeah, you see, I was going to say that that would surprise me, but it doesn't. Because <laughs> if you remember on PCL, that I think it was Brian and Jake or Brian and Frank, but they knew someone that was on one of those shows. And the company obviously 
wanted to make him the bad guy so they made him look like an absolute scumbag and apparently he is like one of the nicest guys you will ever meet but the way that like you say man the way they fucking took it and edited it he probably looked took a sip of coffee or something and kind of winced because it was too bitter <laughs> and then they would like put that in as a reaction to somebody's comment to make him look like a dickhead it, yeah exactly it, yeah you can't fucking trust anything that they put on these shows or well, i mean just on a lot of shows unless it's like you know from an outside source or you know written by a you know an actual writer as opposed to like a big like boardroom of people that all sit around and say well what do we want to do with this it's one of the things i don't like about um <clears throat> comedy at the moment is that like even like a lot of comedians over here that are really popular there's a guy called russell howard he does like a current affairs show he has about like eight different people writing his show for him he is he's a stand-up comedian he's very very funny as well and he's a really nice dude but he has like eight people writing his show and I just think that, I mean, you know, collaborate with like maybe one or two people, sure. But like, there's just this, this is like, like conglomerate of, of, of people that are just kind of like, you know, like jokes by numbers and just kind of, uh, it's just weird. It's just no kind of like spark or originality in any of this anymore. It's all like, like panels of people just churning shit out. Odd. <laughs> world's gone to shit odd. dude world's gone to <laughs> shit that's what this one this one's gonna be the world's gone to shit that's what this show is because it, just it, i can't think of anything or many things at the moment that that are amazing i mean can you uh, no i've been wallowing in negativity all morning <laughs> so <laughs> maybe this is a good episode for that yeah, but, well, you were saying to me off mic that you had an interesting morning. Uh, yeah, <laughs> Do you so, want to go into that? Oh, yeah, absolutely. So so uh, my seven-year-old won an award this morning that was presented to him at an assembly. And since I, me and Lindsay both had the day on vacation, we're going to go and, and watch him. And so we're sitting there and we get there early. And it's, it's like in the, the elementary school gym. And so all the parents are just kind of like gathered along the walls. And I don't know what the fuck is wrong with me because like I sit and I think these thoughts and then I feel, I feel both justified in thinking them. And then I also feel horrified that I'm thinking them because it's like, you know, I'm, I'm big on wanting to be part of the solution. Yeah. And, but I'm just listening to these fucking people talk next to me and it's just these two ladies and they're just talking about stupid inane stuff at a louder volume that needs to be done. Because I don't <laughs> need to be hearing their fucking stupid conversation. One of them had vocal fry and it's a phenomena that, that I get into and I let it get under my skin. Do you know what that is? No. Okay, so it's really, really big ever since, like, um, kind of the popularity of the Kardashians and stuff because they all talk with it. Ah! And, yeah. And so you generally hear it a lot more in females. It's usually a lot more pronounced there. But I've heard dudes do it, too. And that's when they will allow some of their words to come out in a lower register than what should be. And it'll almost sound a little croaky. And so it'll be like, yeah... Oh no! That's called vocal that. fry. And if you oh. talk to a speech pathologist, they will tell you it's a vocal disorder. <laughs> <laughs> and so I'm listening to these ladies talk. Like, so how do you like your new house? You get all moved in. I'm like, oh fucking kill me! I want to get a running start and go face first into this fucking brick wall. And it's like, <laughs> it's like, oh no, there's a bunch of kids here. You can't do that. Like, you will give people issues. And <laughs> so I just oh, got to stand there. God. And every time they say a name, I'm just clapping like a robot smiling i'm like hey, you're happy you're happy you're happy you're here smile for the children and then what was the award for uh respect which, is, res- which is hilarious because like my youngest one he's the one that's like usually 
<laughs> the little devil. But like, you know, in daycare and at school and everything like that. Yeah, he's fucking awesome. And so, yeah, he just wow. wants, he just wants to be not listen to rules for mommy and daddy. Uh, and just okay. that special there. But for, <laughs> yeah, yeah, if you if you saw me do that one live video for when I won that fucking statue from the supercast, Liam was the one that was fucking Tump, dumping fucking packing peanuts on my oh, head. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm just like, oh, God. Yeah, respect. So, so that's the way this is going. <laughs> I love the way you just kept rolling as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was funny, too, because well, in my head I was like, okay, this video can go two ways. It can all of a sudden be a live video with me disciplining my child. Yeah. <laughs> you know, which is, and then it's going to turn into a battle of wills because he's like, there's a fucking camera on me. I'm going to amp this shit up or it's going to be like, you know what? I'm oh, just going to soldier God. through. And when we're done, he's not leaving this fucking room until all these packing peanuts are picked up, which took so, him about 20 minutes. Yes. Oh, you did say that. Yeah. You said you made him pick them all up at the end. <laughs> so his name's Liam. Yes. And then the other kid? Uh, that's Aiden. Aiden is the older Aiden. one. So you just got two boys? Yep. Two boys. Okay. That sounds like a fucking nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> obviously, being a boy and having a one brother, I knew what we were like. Uh, right. So, I mean, have you got brothers or sisters? I have a younger sister. And were you guys good kids or were you bad kids? Uh, we, we were pretty good. Uh, Jamie knew that she could, she knew how to push my buttons. And right, she also yeah. knew that there could be no physical reprisals because every time it even mm-hmm. came close to it, I, my dad would set me off to the side and give me a long speech about how men do not hit women. And well, good for your dad. He, yeah, yeah. The, the, I remember the one time that Jamie actually did sock me across the face. <laughs> and then she took off running. And so I was right hot behind her. And she she ran into mom and dad's room and slammed the door shut. And so I crashed right into that fucking door and cracked the door frame. Whoa. And so to, to this day, I'm pretty sure that door frame still got the crack in it. <laughs> but then what's funny is then years later, like the first time I got in like a, a fight outside of school, and a dude punched yeah. me in the face. I laughed at him, and I went, "My sister hits harder than that," and then just fucking oh, dropped him God. like a sack of potatoes. <laughs> <laughs> like, you don't know who you're fucking with. You fucking cowboy dressed moron. Get the fuck out of here. My sister hits harder than that. <laughs> yeah. So the, but Jamie, wow. Jamie also held some like uh, like a, I would believe it would have been an NCAA record in volleyball for like the most amount of kills in either a game or a season like she was like a volleyball phenom so wow yeah so i mean getting punched by jamie was not fun Hmm. (laughs) yeah my brother was uh he was a bastard because he was i've always been very similar to you dude i i'm not gonna lie man i was a stupid kid i was dumb like <laughs> I, was, I was really I, I, and it's only like sort of over the last kind of like 10 years i realized i was actually stupid as a child and i don't mean like i would like <laughs> run around and mess about and all that stuff i did that but i was an idiot um i didn't even Stare realize i was a moron <laughs> <clears throat> it's it's just it's really weird but yeah also like my brother has always been incredibly smart so if we ever kind of like, you know, started fucking bashing heads, uh, he would like insult me like way worse than I could. And I couldn't, I would just get more and more angry and less words would be able to come out of my mouth and, and less words made any damn sense. So I would always be the one that would hit him first, but he would do exactly the same thing. You said that your sister does. She, he would just wind me up to the point where I would lash out and then he would run to my mum and dad mm-hmm. and then I would be the one that gets in trouble because I would be the one that like punched him in the arm or whatever you know yeah <laughs> older siblings are 
bastards. <laughs> <laughs> he was horrible. Yeah, well, it's the opposite way with my kids because, like, Aiden is like a big sweetie. He's like super empathetic. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, Liam is the one that'll it'll instigate things with him, and Liam is like small for his size, and Aiden is huge for his size. And so when Liam's beating up on Aiden, it's it's almost comical because it's like it's like, <laughs> dude. And the thing I always say to Liam is like, someday Aiden is going to realize that he is a giant, <laughs> and he's going to swing on you. And when you come to us crying, we're going to have no other re- recourse but to say you probably deserve that. If yeah. not, if not this time, then for a million times before. <laughs> you know? Yeah. It's- Built up the rage for years and years, and then it just comes out. <laughs> <laughs> like, Aiden you... doesn't even instinctively know how to throw a punch correctly right. or anything. Like, I'm going to have to start at the ground floor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> have you seen, uh, it's not great, but have you seen the remake of Vacation? Have you seen that? Uh-uh. I remember seeing oh, the trailers for it. Yeah. I, I Personally, I quite enjoyed it. The cameos in it are enough to watch it alone. It's ridiculous. But that's the exact same relationship that the two brothers have in that. So there's an older brother who's a bit of a nerd, and then there's a younger brother who's a little fucking shit. <laughs> and the younger brother beats up the older brother all the time, and it's not until about halfway through the movie that the older one just kind of snaps, and he just pushes the little brother in the chest, and he just falls over on his ass, and he just suddenly <laughs> looks at his hands, and he's like, oh, yeah, <laughs> I, like, I can do this now. I just That's suddenly realize yeah. <laughs> it will happen. I guarantee it will happen. <laughs> Well, what's funny is that my dad grew up with a younger brother, and when we found out that Lindsay was pregnant with a boy when she was carrying Liam, my dad just started laughing. And he's like, oh, they're just going to beat the shit out of each other. And it's mostly one-sided, but yeah, he was like Nostradamus with that prediction. (laughs) (laughs) does seem to be the way that it goes for definite. Yeah, you know, I mean, that only makes sense. I mean, if you're around somebody all the time, and nobody else and it's like you're gonna you know especially with like a sibling thing like that where there's gonna be the rivalry aspect and all that but like i I remember that just happening if i'd spend a whole weekend with a friend like towards the end of the weekend it was like okay we need to go and now and spend a few days not with each other yeah yeah i just realized i hate you hold on (laughs) i'll go back to mom and dad's house for a while (laughs) yeah yeah that's i just it it's nice having a brother. It is cool, like having a sibling and everything. But God, he can be an asshole sometimes. <laughs> he really can. Oh, that's and funny. That goes through, like throughout my family as well. It just seems you know, like I don't think we don't have like a single like a, like a fucking hell. What are they called? Like an only child. Like none of my family has like an only child. Like, we're all siblings of like at least you know two or above, and um. Yeah, it's always been like that with everyone, you know, like your sibling will be able to drive you nuts, but they're also the one that you would literally either take a bullet for or kill someone for, you know, it's the the whole thing of, oh God, I remember my brother, my, my, my family has a big history of like illness in like their kids. We don't know why it's like, it just seems to be bad luck. Um, and my brother, his kidneys failed. And so obviously at that point, I was about 11 and he was 13. So when I talk about Tom, a lot of people think that I'm the older brother because I'm so protective over him. And that all started when we were kids. And he was he was sick and we were playing outside. 
and these other kids from another part of town came over and they were literally just there to like try and start a fight that's why they were there no other reason and so it was all kind of kicking off and everyone was kind of like you know like <laughs> like kids do sometimes they kind of like they kind of hold back and they just kind of sling insults and it's like well who's going to be the first one to throw the first punch and it, you know you know me quite well and a lot of the army do um you know i'm a big softy i really am i don't like violence but if it comes to throwing down then i will and <laughs> everyone was leaving my brother alone because a lot of them like knew that he was sick and uh one guy said something it was quite innocuous as well it wasn't even that like personal bad but one of them said something to tom uh, bad about him so i just fucking launched this guy <laughs> like he didn't even didn't even see it coming like, i was so mad that i actually his tooth ended up lodged in my knuckle that's oh. how hard i hit him yeah and i've still got a scar on my hand because of it as well and it's just <laughs> but that's the thing man it's like you know I, I wouldn't say boo to a goose normally but um if uh if someone insults like my family, then you've you done fucked up. <laughs> yeah, that's generally the thing that'll make me fly off the handle too. Is that like I'll, I'll be able to take a lot of abuse hurled my way and continue to be the bigger person, but as soon as you start picking on someone that I love, ooh, ooh, you done <laughs> fucked up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for real. Then you're gonna see you can see fucking evil Joe, and you're not gonna like him. No, it's it's funny though because I mean my mum is my mum's the same. Like, um, my my dad's always had like he's always liked to fight. It's something that was like back in the sixties and seventies. He comes from a small town, and and a lot of the time they used to go out to the pub, they get pissed, and then they would like they would fight people. And my dad has thousands of stories about like the, the fights he got in and things like that. And so much so that it just used to be the thing that they did because if no one was actually in town that they didn't know that they didn't like they would just fight each other <laughs> so my dad, my dad and his friends would just beat each other up it was like fucking clockwork orange but in this tiny town like in the, in the middle of like the english countryside it's weird so dad's always been quite handsy as we call it over here but my mum is very very like restrained and she will she will stick up for people and and all that sort of stuff. You know, like she doesn't like anyone kind of putting people down or anything. She fucking hates bullies. And I remember one time, um, <clears throat> uh, someone uh, insulted one of my mum's friends, who's who's a guy that got this man insulted one of my mum's male friends, and then the guy, my mum's friend, went off to the bathroom. <clears throat> hoping it would all calm down because he's a bit of a pacifist and everything. And then he came back and this drunk guy was still there and he tried to land a punch on my mum's friend <laughs> before he fucking knew it. He was on his ass on the floor because he tried to take it to that next level, that physical level. Uh -huh. And he fucking threw a punch at my mum's friend. My mum's friend kind of like moved out the way. So it missed and as he was kind of like finishing off his swing, my mum's left-handed like me. So this guy did not fucking see it coming. And my mum just hooked him right round the fucking jaw nice. and drop, dropped him in front of about like a hundred people at this pub. <laughs> <laughs> and, <laughs> and my dad was there as well. And he was like totally surprised. And he just looked at this guy and he just went, I think you better leave like that. And the guy was like, fucking face was all like covered in blood and shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> God, but that's um, that's what I'm like, man. It's it's that just like you're saying. It's that whole thing of 
I can I could take a lot of insults to me because even though I was an idiot when I was a kid, after getting bullied and everything, you kind of like come up with every fucking retort under the sun because you've heard every insult before. So if someone has a go at me, I will just give it back just as good, you know, hopefully better. And and if normally that like diffuse the situation and you just kind of carry on walking or whatever. But yeah, if someone picks on like someone that you love and it's just done the same as you, like it just red mist, like you just don't yeah. You kind of don't remember what happens half the time. It's just like it, it's like being the Hulk. You just get so fucking angry, and it's so alien to you. Like actually getting physical with someone, that it's just a fucking blur half the time. It is odd, and it, it's weird because I'm sure you're probably similar to me in the fact that you you don't like that whole kind of fighty. Oh look, I'm a man. Blah blah blah. All that bullshit. You know, it's like there's always a way around the situation that you can like talk things out or, or whatever or diffuse the situation. Yeah, that's that's kind of the mentality I try and take with it too. Is um, hold on, just a sec. Oh, sorry. I had to mute my mic while I cleared my throat there. <laughs> it's okay. Um, uh, so what was I saying? Um, yeah, I always try and find a way around it because for me, it was always the, I'm worried that I'm going to get in trouble as a result. Oh, and yeah, definitely. The Okay, so this wasn't... Yeah, because that cowboy dude, I, I remember punching him in high school. <laughs> but when I was in middle school, I dislocated a dude's jaw in a fight. And yeah, and then I was like, oh, fuck, man, I don't want to, I don't want to punch somebody so hard that I like fucking break somebody's jaw or something like that, you know, because I'm way fucking bigger now. And even getting into high school, I got way fucking bigger. And, you know, like I've always had big fucking Popeye forearms and shit like that. And it's like, I don't, (laughs) last thing I want to do is fucking getting thrown in jail and even potentially have to go to fucking prison or something like that because I fucked somebody up because I was mad. And so... You know, really, I I try and just like I've lost track of the amount of fights that I've talked my way out of, which at the time it doesn't feel good. But then in retrospect, I'm proud of myself. Yeah, most definitely. I've been I've been punched in the face uh, at a club uh, because some guy didn't like my hair um, and he punched me square, like right in the left eye. And very similar to you, dude, I just kind of like looked at him and just kind of like shook it off and shook my head and I just walked away because you're a bigger man than I. (laughs) Well, it's it's because you I don't know what it's like in the US, but there's where I live, like there's there's not many clubs. So you get a lot of people go to the same places. And um, I know for a fact because I know some of them, the bouncers at these places, they don't take any shit from anybody. And after I got punched in the face, we got bundled by about seven dudes. And they like there was three guys on top of me pinning me down. And then there was four guys on top of him pinning him down. And he was just, just like sort of like very slight little kind of well, you, you probably don't know what chav means, do you? Nope. No chav. It's like a, it's kind of difficult to explain really not really anything over there that resembles it but um it's just like it's just an asshole basically he's just an idiot um and uh yeah so like they pinned him down all the rest of it and uh uh they obviously had it on the security footage like who started the fight and they 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 pinned me down and i was like 
pushing myself up and I was like lifting because they had to get three guys on me because I was lifting the first guy off and I, so I was, he was like stay the fuck down I was like mate I just want to get my shirt and I was pointing at my shirt hanging on this banister because I knew I was going to be ejected because I was technically involved in a fight so um yeah so they like they pinned me down and uh and matey was matey was fucking freaked out like the guy that that hit me he was just going nuts and um but the, you know they had hold of him he couldn't do anything because he was a waif and uh, so he had like <laughs> three bounces on me and they like sort of like got me up like from under my arms and you know i'm pretty heavy so they couldn't actually take me off the floor which was good because i just went i just need to grab my shirt okay i was like i oh, know i'm going outside i said it's fine i just want to grab that because got my wallet in it and whatever so let me get my shirt and then they had me under the arms. <laughs> my friend, whose birthday I was there to celebrate, was out in the corridor at the cash machine getting more money for the bar. And he just saw me being like taken outside by these three massive guys. I was like, I'm being escorted out the building. Like that. <laughs> <laughs> so we went out. But yeah, I just, you know, that's that whole thing of like, I, I, it's weird when you kind of, you, like, I've sized people up and just thought, I probably shouldn't hit them because I'm going to hurt them way fucking more than they're going to hurt me. And like I said before, man, if I, if I, if a fight actually breaks out and it's, and it's a serious fight in inverted commas, not just someone, you know, fucking posing like this guy did, you know, he just wanted to throw a punch like one of the biggest guys in the club to say he could do it and, and to say that he did it and all the rest of it. But I knew that if I hit him, I may kill him because not because I punched so hard, but because his back was turned to the stairs. So if I hit him and I actually, you know, knocked him out or put him on the floor, he would probably fall down the stairs. So I was like, okay, right. Ooh, yeah. Was, yeah. Exactly. Man. And that's the thing is like, when I'm talking about my dad, like fighting and all that sort of stuff, that was back in the day where, you know, people didn't really give two shits. You know, it was just something that happened. Whereas now if you hit someone, and you do any kind of damage whatsoever, the lawyers are going to get involved. Yeah, and you're in a world of shit now. Yeah, exactly. And like you said, man, you can end up losing your job. You could get sued. You could go to prison. It just, it's just not fucking worth it most of the time. And it's difficult, like you were saying, like talking your way out of something is, it feels so bad at the time. You think, am I a coward for doing that? <laughs> and it's, you've got to think, no, I'm just the, the sensible person. Exactly. I'm the normal person because I'm abiding by the, the laws that are set out in our society. And, yeah. you know, the amount of times that, like you said, that you've kind of been in that situation where you've managed to either like walk away or, or calm everything down or, or like talk to people to calm them down. It doesn't, you know, it doesn't make you any, any less of a man. That actually makes you more of a man because, you know, I, I know what you look like. I know about how big you are. And if you, had punched a lot of those people you probably wouldn't be talking to me right now <laughs> you might be in prison <laughs> you never know well especially because exactly. it's like i'm such an easygoing guy that if you get me to the point where i am going to turn to violence yeah like it, i'm seeing red at that point and it's like i don't yeah. want to know at what point i'm going to not be seeing red and then survey the damage around me and be like god damn it i just fucked up my life yeah exactly but, exactly the same thing as me once yeah. you go off that's it but I, I never had to fucking walk away after t- eating a punch to the face. Like, I was yeah, always able to de-escalate it before it actually turned to violence. And so that was what I meant earlier is that, like, for me, that's almost like the button. It's like, it's like if you really want to fucking get in a fight with me, come and fucking punch me in the face and see how it goes. 
you know, yeah. I, I might lose, but you're going to walk away fucking in pain. <laughs> I can yeah. tell you that. But, yeah, I've actually done that twice. I've, I've been hit in the face twice and managed to keep my cool enough to actually walk away. Because one of them, not this guy, because I didn't know this guy, but the other one was at my cousin's 18th birthday party. So I was 15 or 16. And there was a guy outside who I knew from school who had it in for my best friend. He really wanted to beat the shit out of him. And I don't know why. I still don't know why. And he was there with like... I think it was three of his biggest, oldest mates. And um, I was, I I basically acted as decoy because my friend Lee, his name's Lee Clark, one of my best friends, and and Lee was staying at my house. And it was the end of the party, and I was looking out the window, and I was like, shit, dude, they are fucking waiting for you out there. And I knew the the venue that we were uh, having the party in very, very well because I used to work there. And I was like, look, there's a back door. I was like, you can go out there. And you can just walk around the block and just go to my house that way. And I was like, you won't even have to fucking see them. And I'll run interference. <laughs> That's basically what I said. <laughs> so I went out there and I was talking to this guy. I'm not going to drop his name. And I was chatting to him. And we were all drunk. You know, I mean, we were 15, but we were all drinking. And um, so I was trying to calm him down. And he was like, where is he? Where the fuck is he? And I was like, oh, he's gone. I was like, he went fucking hours ago. And he's like, where's he gone? I was like, I don't bloody know. And try to like calm him down and everything. So me and this guy were talking and I was diffusing it. I was making him less angry. And, um, and I was like, yeah, and I was like, come here. I was like, here's a fucking like fiver. Go grab a drink at the pub on me. Yeah. Just fucking go chill out. Because I knew him at school, like me and him got on really well. And then out of nowhere, again, uh, someone just fucking punched me right in the face. And I was that drunk that I didn't even know who it was. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I, I was like, and I was sort of, I remember he, the guy who hit quite hard. I do remember that, but I was still standing and I kind of like shook my head and opened my eyes. And I just looked at the three of them and I went, which one of you did that? Like, <laughs> and, and a guy said it was him. The guy like put his hand and said, I it was me. And uh, I actually knew this guy as well. And I just went, don't fucking lie. That definitely wasn't you. And, and none of them would admit it. And uh, yeah, so that, that was interesting. So I managed to defuse the situation and, and get hit in the face on that one and still managed to walk away. But Jeez. yeah, it does, it does feel like shit. But especially the, the funny thing about that one is that the next day at school, um, the guy that did actually hit me, okay, this is this is the lowest thing that I've ever fucking heard. He told people that I that he punched me and that I gave him money to stop him from hitting oh, me. Jesus. That's what he told everybody. So then everyone at my school thought I was a pussy, which is quite interesting. But yeah, it's um there you go, that's the sort of person that you're dealing with, really. A guy that blindsides <laughs> someone with a punch, then lies about it because the guy that he hit took it like a champ and didn't fucking flinch or move or anything and just sort of, like, I put my arm around the guy that I knew and I just fucking walked him away from his mates. And I was just to get, get him away from them and also, like, to fucking not get that guy to smack me again or, even worse, have four people kicking the crap out of me. So I was just like, diffuse the situation, got punched in the face, and then the guy lied about it the next day. It, it's unbelievable. Unfucking real, dude. The fucking egos on some people. Yeah, there you go. But, you know, if he wanted to like be the big man, because I, I found out who it was in the end, and it was, uh, it was a guy who's got, he has a reputation, or had a reputation 
for like being a fighter and all that sort of stuff. And it's like, dude, you don't even fucking know the shit that I've <laughs> had to fucking put up with. There's no idea, like all the fights and crap that that I've had that I, I, I don't tell people about because it's not fucking important. It's just all bullshit. So yeah, but obviously he, you know, thought it would. He obviously, he had to kind of like bolster his ego by the uh, by, you know. Because I didn't go down with his amazing fighting skills, <laughs> yeah. He had, to, he had to then tell everyone that I was a pussy afterwards. So fuck that guy. No kidding. I, yeah, I remember well. years ago I was playing disc golf with some people when I was um, uh, in college, and there was a a course that kind of went through all these woods, and then there was a big hill, and at the very top of the hill, like all the trees thinned out, and they had a picnic table sitting up there, which was kind of a nice place to stop and take a break. And we're sitting up there, and I'm disc golfing with my friend Steve, and one of his friends came along that I didn't know. And so we're sitting up there, and then out of nowhere, this guy just starts talking about how he likes to get in fights. And, whoa, you're really big, man. We should just fight. We should just fight up here. He's like, come on. And he was like, <laughs> just like telling me to just swing on him. And I'm wow. like just staring at him. I'm like, dude, I'm like twice your size. I'm like, I, I, don't even, I don't even know your fucking name. Why would I want to just get in a fight up here with you? Like, this isn't fucking fight club, you idiot. <laughs> clearly nothing fuck? else going for him right it's like what it's, and the guy wouldn't drop it and so finally i just looked him dead in the face and i'm like look dude if you really want to see me get that fucking upset punch me and let's see where it fucking goes <laughs> like oh, i remember yeah. his buddy was like looking at me and then looking at him and he had this look on his face like he was telegraphing to his friend do not swing at yeah. him no because <laughs> <laughs> like dude i could fucking just pick you up by your throat and your fucking belt and just carry you to the edge of the fucking trees and just pitch you off this fucking hill <laughs> i might do it just to watch me fucking do it <laughs> <laughs> be like yeah you know what my nose might be a little bit crooked right now i'll straighten it fucking later but right now <laughs> you just got thrown off a fucking hill like that had to have been embarrassing like i took care of you like a fucking stray cat <laughs> get out <laughs> but i mean yeah that's that's one of those things that i've always been able to think of the future consequences and worry about it because when i was in middle school n nothing happened you get in fights and that was just it like nothing happened yeah. with me dislocating that kid's jaw and no. by the time I got in high school and I was seeing like the younger kids that were in middle school, like friends as younger brothers and stuff, they'd get in fights and you had the fucking cops called on them and shit. And yeah. so like I witnessed it's that changed. change happen. And I was like, so as I was going into high school, I was like, okay, no shit anymore. Don't, you're not fucking getting in fights. If somebody tries to start something with in my one rule was if somebody hits me, I get to hit them back twice as hard. You know, yeah. and, and that, that, that's it. You know, like if you punch me in the face, I'm going to punch you in the face. I'm not going to punch you plus fucking kick you while you're down and shit like that. You know, I'm going to give as good yeah. as I got. Yeah, I think that's fair. An eye for an eye. Yeah, exactly. I, I mean, fair. you know, sure, it'll but, leave the whole world blind, but you know what? Don't fucking punch me. <laughs> <laughs> Don't start nothing. There won't be nothing. <laughs> as Will Smith very poignantly said, right? Men in Black. <laughs> okay, so that same picnic table break up there, that... We were up there, and my friend fucking Steve was with me also, but then I also had my friend Nick with me, and Nick never played fucking disc golf. He didn't have the patience for it. He'd more just kind of come out because he'd just want to fucking walk through the woods and smoke pot. And, okay. <laughs> and so it's me and Steve and Nick, and Nick doesn't have his shirt on. He's the only guy up there that not without his shirt on. We're sitting at this picnic table taking a break, and all of a sudden I look over in the tree line at the edge, and I see a dude standing there watching us. And I'm like, what the fuck? Because he was kind of like, 
just barely visible. But then Crazy. I notice what he's doing, and he's fucking jerking off. He's jerking off. Yes, he's fucking jerking <laughs> off. He's in the edge of the woods, and he's jerking off. And I turn and I look at Steve and Nick. I'm like, "Do you guys see the guy over there jerking off?" And then we all turn around and look. We see him finish, and then he tucks his fucking dick back in his pants, and then just disappears back into the fucking forest. And so we're just all in shock. And all of a sudden. And so then we just kind of talk about it and we finish off the fucking course. And of course, we're just ripping on Nick the whole time because he was the most homophobic <laughs> about it, like going off about, you know, I'm gonna fucking kill that fucking faggot, like that sort of shit, you know. <laughs> and so we're just ripping on him. We're like, you know, dude, he was probably focusing on you because you don't have a fucking shirt on. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. Exactly. <laughs> and so we and then we tell the story to all our friends. And so we're, it, like he's getting ripped on at all fucking angles. And we go out there a week later with an even bigger group. We are two holes past the fucking picnic table. And Steve was with us again. And he threw like and missed the basket. And so he actually kind of threw back towards the, the tee box. And so he had to walk a little ways to retrieve his disc. And so then he comes running back and he goes, guys, the fucking whackers behind that bush right there. <laughs> and fucking Nick just dropped in no shirt again. He was the only guy in the group with no shirt again. <laughs> He's drops his discs trouble. and just takes off running and just screaming bloody murder. And this oh dude takes off running with his fucking dick out. He's running back up the fucking course. And like, have you ever seen the movie Say It Ain't So? Where the, well, no, the, the no, dude's fucking is, uh, like, it, it turns out that, like he thinks he's having sex with his biological sister and they were separated at birth or whatever. But there's this right. great oh scene where God. he takes off running and one of the bad guys is like, we're going to tie you to a tree and jerk you. Or like, we're going to tie you to a tree and fuck you in the ass and jerk you off. Show you what we do to perverts around here. <laughs> <laughs> I remember oh fucking yell, yelling that after the guy as he's fucking running away. <laughs> fucking Nick comes back. He's like, he got away. <laughs> <laughs> and then he's fucking going off making plans. Like, like, oh, I'm going to borrow a fucking gun with a silencer on it. And I'm going to come out here and just fucking wait. And I'm going to fucking kill this guy. <laughs> And I'm like, dude, that might be a hate oh, crime. I think it is. <laughs> you might want to think that through. I understand this isn't coming from a place of hate, but if you say like, oh yeah, I caught this guy jerking off watching me twice, so I beat him vis- savagely, they're probably going to call that a hate crime. Yeah, more than likely. Jesus Christ. <laughs> but yeah, wow. you, twice in you the same what? summer. <laughs> it's so weird that you say that, because this didn't happen to me, but it happened to a friend of mine. I used to live in... Um, a uh, place called Southampton, which is where I went to university. And my mate Rich, he taught me Tai Chi when we were at uni. And um, Rich used to live out at the back. Uh, his garden used to go out onto the back of this big kind of like you know woods with like a, a like a field and everything in it. And it's you know it's like a like a playground, like a play park. So Rich used to go out the back of his garden and he used to do Tai Chi in the woods. And there was he he was just finishing up his set, and there was this guy like crouched like like next to a tree and he was watching my mate rich and and he sort of you know finished his set and deep breath out and he turned around and he sees this guy and this guy goes don't mind me like that and he went he went no you're right mate you finish because he thought he was taking a shit or something Uh and rich is kind of quite a you know we're quite an outdoorsy group of friends (laughs) and he was was like no don't worry about dude you finish up and, and he went, oh, thanks. And then he just suddenly realized that guy was jerking it to my <laughs> mate Rich. <dude. laughs> 
<laughs> he came at my house like he's a he's a fair bit older than me he's like in his kind of like mid 40s now so he was about seven years older than me at the time and yeah he's he was like you're gonna fucking believe what just happened to me and he told me but he was like slightly different to your buddy nick he was very kind of cool about it it's like yeah he just you know i don't know what it was i must have been doing a really good job because you know, because he finished <laughs> Jesus. Jesus Christ, man! What the fuck oh is wrong God. with some dudes? You know, you never read reports of women just lurking at the edge of the woods and furiously rubbing one out, watching people. Yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> I think, <laughs> unfortunately, you know, being a man, we're all just perverts, really. <laughs> that's, that's all that. That's all I can say. <laughs> oh, it's true, man. That is fucking wow. See, it's the level that some dudes will fly it at. It's like, come on, man. Lock that shit down a little bit. Have some discipline. I know. That's what blue balls can do to somebody. You know, fucking, ugh. Ugh. Loneliness. Not good. But then (laughs) saying that, that guy might have been some fucking high-flying lawyer or some shit, and that's just how he got his kicks. We don't know. It could be anything. anything. We have no idea. Oh, The amount of weird fucking kinks that people can have. It's like, what? Like, how, how is that a thing? I don't know. It's weird, isn't it? Just, you know, well, I mean, we, what was the PCL we're talking about? We had the sex robots. We had, uh, we had the Pursue Lady. <laughs> the Pursue Lady was great. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, there was, oh, uh, we got, I don't know, what was the one they were talking about? Shit. It's like a whole documentary about people that, no, I don't fucking remember. Was that Brian but, talking about the, the one, the, the polyamorous relationship. Yeah, there's that one that as well. There was one before that too, as well. I forgot what the hell it was, and it was some sort of like sting thing. Um, uh, shit, they had, but it was like a group of people that had like quite a, a very strange fetish. But I don't remember what the fuck it was. Damn it. <laughs> anyway, but yeah, no, it's weird, you know, foot foot people, furry people, yeah, fart, oh, the fart people. The furry ones people. are fucking hilarious to me. <laughs> Farts, that's fucked up. <laughs> yeah. We piss people, we people. You know, it just goes on and on. Basically, and if, if what's that? It's a uh, rule thirty-four, which is an internet term. Which is if it exists, there's porn of it. So oh, I'm yeah. sure there's like lamp porn and fucking bin like garbage porn and stuff like that. It just it, it's got to be out there because there's going to be at least a few people that that's their thing. So yeah, oh, weird. I got into a habit where every time I would think of some odd genre of porn where it's like that can't exist, I would just do a Google search on <laughs> Tumblr, porn, and then fill in whatever word you want. And there's probably at least a few Tumblr pages that are devoted to it. <laughs> it's like holy fucking shit. That's what I, that's, I already got that like later on when Eric Merrible said that in one of the leftover army videos. He just <laughs> sort of talking about social media, like going to hit us up on Facebook and Twitter and Tumblr, and then he just looks at looks around over his shoulder and goes, We know what Tumblr's for. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was completely oblivious to the, the wonders of Tumblr yeah. until Eric pointed it out. <laughs> Yeah, and, and I don't know if it's just because of the prevalence of the internet, and so now so many people can communicate anonymously, or because you'd think that people always had to have been this fucked up, and it was just harder to connect with other, you know, similarly fucked up people. Yeah. But, like, I remember the first porn that I ever saw 
was it was over at a friend's house and he had found his mom and dad's VHS collection and it was it was just people fucking, you know? I mean there was like some some of the storylines were actually kind of funny when you'd actually watch it. And and like I remember the most fucked up thing I ever saw was like these people like they did it on a pool table. And so at one point like he fucking took the pool cue out and chalked it up and then flipped it around and fucked her with the bottom end of it. Which I was like, oh. I was like, yeah. So I was like, hello. But also, it's like that thing was touching the floor. That couldn't have been very fucking sanitary. Oh, that is not no, not sanitized. <laughs> but, that's, that's bad health and safety regulations, right? But I mean, these days, like, if you just bring up Pornhub and just look at like the first twenty videos or whatever, I guarantee at least half of them are fucking incest videos. It's like, what <laughs> in the fuck is going on with people's fucking porn watching habits now? <laughs> Where it's like, I, I can't come unless a, a confused teen is fucking his horny stepmom <laughs> or, or like blackmailing his stepsister into something. It's like, what in the fuck is going on? Is this just like, like, it just has to get more and more debaucherous as it goes on. It's like people who are like, I, I, I can't come unless is. somebody's fucking their relative. Yeah, I think honestly, I think that's what it is, man. It's, it's like that every people are saturated with it. So like, if it's just like missionary, then it's it's not enough. It's like you got to go to the next, you know, fucking oh, can't get the bloody word position, you know, <laughs> and then then you have to go to the next one, the next one, and then it then it's you know, it just carries on from there. Right? It's you know, it, it's weird. It is it is an addiction. You know, it's been proven that it is an addiction. So yeah, it's very very strange. And you know, we're all a bit broken deep down. I think, and the internet <laughs> is making us fucking worse, right? <laughs> it, it fucking makes you wonder. I mean, because where does that escalate to? I mean, what, I know. what what is the next fucked up step that it's going to take? I mean, I would like to think that it's not just going to lead to snuff films someday. But well, no, well, that's the thing is that you know it's like I was saying earlier, man. Is like I don't watch like a lot of like people I know. They you know have those fucking like leaked videos of, of like people being killed and shit like that. They've had it for years like people tried to show me at work when i used to work at a warehouse my friends like tried to show me a video of someone having their fucking head cut off and things like that and i just it's exactly the same thing what i said about the fleshless zombie thing i don't want to see that because i know that i'm never going to forget it yeah ever so i just i just steer clear from all that i just can't i'm, I'm no no thank you i can't <laughs> and you know i'm in europe as well so our porn is way more extreme than anything you guys get out there <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> so, yeah oh yeah yeah i was in um i was in prague uh with my university and um we went to a sex shop there and i had this amazing friend i've completely lost touch with him now his name was tom eric and he was from norway <clears throat> and then bunch of us went in the sex shop let's have a look around because it's not it's not like a big deal in europe it's like you just go to a sex shop it's weird in england people are like they're very kind of prim and proper and oh i don't, I don't have sex or whatever <laughs> they just it's just not a thing that anyone really used to speak about and um sex shops you just wouldn't go in for fear fear of being called a pervert so um but yeah we're in europe and i'm quite an open-minded guy so i went with all my buds and a lot of them were from norway and other countries and that and uh, we were just having a look round, and Tom Eric comes up to me. He was like, "Look at this!" And he was holding this, this DVD, and he actually had this, this was the first one, and it was a guy that looked remarkably like Tom Selleck, with like a big <laughs> like mus, like moustache and everything. 
and he just had his mouth agape and there was i don't know if it was a man or a woman i'm not too sure but someone was taking a shit in his mouth and and that that was the first one that he showed me and uh and then the the next one uh was oh god i don't know fuck it i'm gonna say i don't care um (laughs) the next one was like uh it was like people all kind of like bondaged up like in gimp suits and stuff and um God, everyone's going to think this is such a fucking weird show. <laughs> Especially when I say this next bit. And there was there was a lady and she was straddling two guys and they had they had two fists <laughs> in her vagina oh, and one and one up her bottom. Holy fucking shit. <laughs> And, and Tom Eric just went, how is that even possible? And right. just pointed at it. And I was like, I'm never going to forget that, Tom. Thanks for that. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, so that's just, you know, you kind of like run of the mill, you know, European, uh, like Czech Republic sex shop that we went to. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, how is fisting a thing? I don't know. Like, wow. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> especially that that amount of fists as well is just that's just a, that's that's a lot you know i think one is probably enough but three you know yeah damn <laughs> and again I, I i can never get like three fist lady or tom Selleck out of my head it's, it's never going away i can recall exactly what it looked like and it's just uh, yeah was, thanks tom I really appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> I know there's some fucked up shit like that where it's like, ah, I'm never going to fucking forget that. That's awful. <laughs> yeah. No, exactly. It was like, I, I, I want to move on to something else. I was going to talk about some fucking <laughs> snuff video that a guy, a snuff video that a guy at work tried to get me to watch. He showed me the beginning of it and it was a guy getting stabbed in the neck with a knife. Oh. And the guy, in the, vid- the guy in the video looked just like the guy showing it to me, which was really weird. And he, he went, look at this. And I was like, all right. And I went, oh, is that you? And he just went, No. And then this knife just comes in and stabs this guy in the neck. And I, was, and I just covered his phone. I was like, dude, I don't want to fucking see that shit. Yeah. And, um, and he just went, I thought you liked blood and gore and all that sort of stuff. I was like, yeah, I do. And it's funny in fucking horror movies and stuff. But I don't want to see it for real. Yeah, this and guy I was like, really I was like, fucking what? died. Yeah, and I was like, what happened to that? I was like, do you know what happened to that guy? I was like, it did. It, what the hell happened? And I was like, did he live? And he went, no, because they cut his head off. Fuck. And I was like why have you got that and i think that was where that that friendship actually ended because not just i mean i was i wasn't judging but i just i was disgusted at what he was showing me and i think it was the fact that i couldn't hide how traumatizing it was to actually see that that he realized that oh maybe this isn't like the sort of thing i should be showing people and he just he didn't really talk to me after that it was really weird and then he ended up like you know having having like another kid you know and i i did go to that kid's christening and he was there you know holding his baby and like kissing its head and you'd never seen like such a perfect image of uh, like parenting or like a father loving their child so much and then i look at him and go you showed me a video of a guy getting his fucking head cut off <laughs> right? and now you're doing that it's oh it's weird people are weird yeah, yeah. When um, so this would have been back when like Napster was uh, like first out, and then you know that 
person to person file sharing, that's when I first saw some of like the different faces of death videos and, and like shit going on in like Bosnia, Serbia conflict where you just see prisoners getting executed and shit. And I watched those for like, well, I downloaded a bunch of them thinking like, Oh, this is gonna be awesome. And then like watched a few of them. And then I was like, and like, even to this day, I don't, I haven't forgotten what that shit looked like. No, and I wish I, I never would have watched it. And so, yeah, I think it's it's like the um, that whole curiosity kills the cat saying. I think that's like a perfect example of it. You know, it's like if, if you, you see it and it it's it's never going away ever. You'll always fucking remember that, and it like your brain just sucks in all this stuff, and it it's and it always seems to be that you remember the most fucked up shit as well. It's like you don't remember like walking through the woods and like taking your dog out for a walk and like, you know, being by the campfire with your family. So that's not prevalent. That's a nice memory that you might be reminded of if you get like a, like a smell of like some like, you know, burnt logs or something like that. Or like how, um, you know, how like the dew on the grass in the autumn just reminds you of, you know, like different times in your life and stuff. No, you're going to think of, the people that have been executed that <laughs> you've been watching <laughs> or the, or the triple fist lady or Tom Selleck, you know, it's a, that's all the stuff that's like right at the front because it, I swear to God, it changes the way it changes your brain because it, it's so, it's so graphic that, you know, everything, just nothing else kind of compares to it. Do you know what I mean? It's oh like, yeah. So it's going to be at the front. It's just where it's going to live. It's, uh, it's horrible. That's why I don't watch stuff like that. Man. I can't fucking do it. Yeah. Can't do it. Yeah. I watched, it I watched the first sad. hostel once and I was like, well, I'm never going to watch part two. I'm never going to watch well, this was, again. That was terrible anyway. I mean, come on. Yeah. Well, it isn't like it was a good fucking plot or anything like that, but it's just like, those sorts of horror movies are the ones that bother me the most because they're the most plausible because it's like, you don't have to take me on very far of a walk to convince me that there's people out there that are evil and will do absolutely sociopathic things causing harm and pain to one another. Yeah. And so it's exactly, well, and especially ones that'll like take place out in the woods and stuff. Cause it's like, yeah, me and my wife go fucking hiking by ourselves all the time. We're like way out in the middle of fucking nowhere. And to, I don't know. Yeah. In my more paranoid days, I used to carry a fucking nine millimeter with me all the time, and then I mellowed out a bit more. Oh so now God. I just carry a fucking a pretty mean knife. <laughs> 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 so you know, take your pick. <laughs> wow. But yeah, it's like yeah, I don't know. I, I'm I'm a very defensive thinker though. Also, like yeah, me too. Like I I try not to just walk blind into situations. I try and be aware of have a good situational awareness in everything. Yeah. It's like, I, I don't want to be the guy that's caught unprepared, especially in, in terms of, you know, human on human conflict. Yeah, no, exactly. I mean, I had exactly the same thing with cat. I was talking to her last night. Um, we may be going to see two E two like together. Oh, that'd be um, awesome. This, yeah, exactly, man. It, you know, really nice. And you know, it, it's going to cost a lot of money, um, well, I'm sure that people will hear about this soon, possibly before this episode goes out and everything. But um, we were talking about that, and she said, you know, if, uh, if she was like, if if I want to sort of like, you know, go and check out Chicago or whatever, would you mind if I went and left you guys? And I was like, well, if you're going to go, then I'm going to go with you. And she went, she went, no, I'll be okay. And I was like, no, no, not this time. It's like I'm going to go with you because the, all I think is if something happened and I wasn't there. 
I don't have whatever whatever the fuck happened. You know, if it went down and I wasn't there, then I would be absolutely like horrified and questioning my decisions for the rest of my life. So I don't, and I don't put my foot down on much, dude. But I just went, look, I was like, if you're going to go out by yourself, you're not going to be by yourself. I'm going to be there as well because she's tough. You know, Kat's a very tough lady, but um, she's not as tough as me. <laughs> so, <laughs> no, I, uh, I know what I, you mean. I, I would have that exact same mentality that yeah, if Lindsay so I said I want to protect her. Yeah, she was like, "Well, yeah. I'll, I'll just, I'll just, you know, go check out Chicago while you're at C two E two. It's like, uh, I, I would not be able no. to have fun. Like, I'd be, <laughs> you know, and it's, it's not, that, you know, I don't think she can't take care of herself or anything like that. But yeah. like you were saying, if something did happen, and then you would have that guilt forever, being like, you know, something horrible happened to my loved one while, while I was just out having fun with my friends. Yeah, and it'll be like it'll be even though you you have permission to sort of take what I would say is like a selfish thing, you know, like I want to stay here and like have have fun with my friends and all the rest of it, and she, you know, but she wanted to sort of like go off and you know have fun, whatever. That's that's fine, but you should probably be there, <laughs> yeah, just in case. I'm not saying anything's going to happen. Probably won't, or most definitely won't, but. Jesus Christ! It was like you know, she, she was like, "You can stay with them; it's fine." And I was like, "No." And I just looked her dead in the eye, and I was like, "If you're leaving, I'm coming with you." And I was like, "There's no argument here." I was like, "I don't want to have an argument about it." It's, I was like, "It's nothing to do with, you know, anything." Well, I don't know. It's difficult to get across like the way that you feel when someone says that. You know, it's like I feel it's my job to protect her as much as I possibly can. And just like having her go off in like a, a city that I don't know, and also uh, I'm not too sure about the crime rates in Chicago, but I, I'm pretty sure they're not good. Yeah, and I'm told it's more where you're at. Like if you go down into like it might be like the south side of Chicago, kind of where more like the ghetto's at, then it's like mm. maybe the murder capital of the United States. Yeah, because that's exactly what Aaron called it. He called it the murder capital, and he was out at four in the morning walking down the street from his hotel after John from Friday night fan threw a condom at him. Um, <laughs> Cause he was so mad he had to leave and it was four in the morning and he was walking around Chicago the dead night. And he just went, yeah, I'm probably going to get killed. So he like turned around and went back, which is a smart move. Um, so when I hear that story and you know, I, I will be looking into like figures and stuff like that before I go. Cause it's what I do when I travel anywhere, I will find places that I shouldn't be. I always do that. And I always ask local people as well. Like, where should I not go? Is there anywhere that isn't safe for me to go and things like that? Cause I like to be prepared. Just like you were saying, man, very defensive, you know, I'm incredibly open, but I want to make sure that everything is okay. Like our rule number one, when we go traveling for me is safety. That's, that's always my number one fucking priority. The next one is having fun, but number one is safety every single time. Yeah. That's a good number one, (laughs) you know, because I mean, everything else falls in line behind that. Um, Yeah, exactly. I was going to say, man, how did Germany go for you? I know you said you were busy and stuff, but what did you get up to? You know, did you have fun? Because it's first time, your first time out of the States, wasn't it? Yeah. Yep. It was our first time leaving the country for both of us. And um, actually, this ties right into what we were just talking about because um, we were in Kunzelsau. Porn. No, no, not the porn. <laughs> <laughs> the thinking defensively and that sort of shit. But right. um, uh, we were in Kunzelsau, which is like located in like like this valley between all these big hills. And they're probably like 500 
foothills or so. Um, oh, fuck, that'd probably be, I don't know, like maybe 150 meters or so, something like that. Yeah, I understand feet. Okay. <laughs> I, I, like I said, I used to be an idiot, but I'm not anymore. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I got it. I started thinking, I'm like, how many climbing ropes would that be? I have a 60-meter <laughs> rope. That's 200 feet. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, so anyway, um, we're, we, um, we want to go and check out these hills, right? But all the signs and everything around are in German. We don't speak any of that. And so yeah. I'm like, all right, well, let's just keep walking uphill in town, and maybe one of these hills will turn into a gravel road or something, and we'll be able to find something to go to the top of a hill. And yeah. so that's pretty much what happened. And I'm walking, I'm like, okay, I don't read any of these signs, but I don't know what no trespassing even would be in in German or anything. And so we're walking for a ways, and I'm like, fuck, I don't know if we're on private property or not. And I know in America, depending on what private property you're on, you might turn a corner and have a fucking farmer pointing a rifle at you saying, what the fuck are you doing here? Be a landmine in America. (laughs) So it's like, fuck, it's like the last thing I want to do is be out in the woods, just me and my wife. And then have some fucking angry dude who doesn't speak English, you know, just exactly. be in an altercation like that. And so I'm like, all right, let's turn around and just go back. You know, let's, let's not potentially get into that situation. And we were yeah. walking back and there was a guy in his backyard. And so I was like, oh, excuse me, sir. You know, do you speak any English? And he's like, oh, yeah, a little bit. And so I'm trying to explain to him or ask him. I'm like, is it OK to just walk on this this road here, this path? And I'm in like, I mean, I trespassing and he's like trespassing. Like he didn't understand that word. And then his wife stuck her head out the window and she said that I talk too fast. I sound like it's just buzzing. <laughs> and so I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm so sorry. And so I like try and just like limit it to just the words that, you know, like, am I trespassing if, if I walk yeah. up this? And so then they're just both looking at me confused. And then their son walks out of the house and he speaks perfect English. Yeah. He's like, yes, what is the problem? And I'm like, oh, oh fucking thank God. And so I'm like, saying to him, and he's just laughing. And I'm like, and I tell him the story about the fucking America from farmers with rifles and stuff. And he's like, yeah. he's like, no, no, there are no problems in Germany, my friend. You go walk, you will have fun. And I'm like, oh, excellent. <laughs> and so, and we did, man. We And what was funny too is then we were, we were way up this hill and like way far away from town or anything. And we see some, some movement on the trail ahead of us. And it's like, a blonde girl that was maybe 90 pounds soaking wet walking like a little beagle. And I'm like, I'm like, Oh, I feel so much safer about this trail. Now, if this girl yeah. feels safe out here in the woods, yeah. I should feel fine. <laughs> and it's crazy, man. Yeah, it was cool. And so we made it all the way to the top of the hill and, and, uh, the trees were too tall to get like a really good panoramic view or anything like that. But it was, it was really cool. So that was like our one little woodland adventure we had. But nice. but otherwise it was pretty much just exploring this town because we had so much downtime in between. It was a work trip, and so there was some yeah. things on the schedule. But you know, other than that, we were able to just spend a lot of time, just hours and hours, just walking around Kunzelsaw, which was Kunzelsaw. Kunzelsaw, however you would pronounce that. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I was going to say where was it and everything. Yeah, uh, Let's see. It would have been, I think, south of maybe a couple hours south of Frankfurt by drive. Okay. And um nice yeah. place. Oh, it was beautiful. The dude, I loved the vibe there. Everybody was so nice. I I didn't run into one cunty person the whole time I was there. It yeah, was just, Germany's pretty chill. Yeah, it was just everybody's just in the morning just Morgan and they just smile and say it right back. And then yep. like 
if I did walk into a store where all of a sudden they could tell I was struggling with the language, there'd be a couple of times where they would just turn the display on the cash register and just point at, at the total. <laughs> and then I'd be nice. like struggling looking through all these weird Euro coins and then they'd just reach out and just take them right out of my hand and just smile at me. <laughs> the most expensive holiday you've ever had. <laughs> <laughs> I did like carrying on all those coins though. Mostly in America, coins are just a fucking pain in the ass. Yeah. But yeah, the Euro coins were fucking dope. I wish I would have kept more of them. I just came home with like some real pocket change, but Yeah, I mean, I've got I don't really keep many coins, but I kept a note from Hong Kong because it was it was the first bit of plastic money that I've ever had. And oh, wow. um, and you can't tear it either. So I keep it in my wallet and if I, you know, want to entertain someone for about 30 seconds then i could say oh yeah check this out if it comes to money or whatever it's conversation goes to money okay yeah look at this and get the hong kong dollar out and i go try and rip that and <laughs> nobody nobody can do it it's stretched because i've you know i've done this to about 30 people when everyone tries to tear it in the same place <laughs> but you can't do it you can't do it it will melt and and that's it you know unless like you could like pierce it with a or cut it with scissors or whatever but you can't tear them it's pretty fucking cool and that was the first plastic note that i ever handled and it feels weird i don't like it and now we have them over here as well we have oh, the five you guys are done in, in plastic now yeah we got five and ten pound notes we got to then they're going to change the 20s and the 50s some point but uh yeah we got five and tens which are plastic i don't know whether or not they tear because it's real money it's not fake hong kong money you know it's real pound sterling so if i tear that it's fucked it's, i can't use it anymore <laughs> So oh really? I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to try it. No, <laughs> no, you can't. It's, uh, you, I don't know if you, I don't think you guys are allowed to deface dollar bills or anything like that. But we have a very similar thing over here. You're not allowed to deface any money, otherwise it, you know, it's, it's not worth anything anymore. And people will look at it, and if they actually check it, they will go, oh, "I can't take that." Sorry, it's like twenty quid that you can't use anymore. Yeah, so you can you can take a twenty here, rip it in half, and put transparent tape across it and tape it together and still use it my god like depending on how big of a prick like a a a cashier wants to be they might be able to refuse it but you could always take it to a bank and they would just exchange it for you wow yeah i've had i've had notes refused from the bank saying that the no sorry it's too much damage we can't do anything with that and then you just go so i've got five pounds that some asshole gave me which i can't even spend anymore they're like yep that's pretty much it okay brilliant cheers so that i'm down on my money (laughs) Well, there used to be a website that was like where'sgeorge.com or something like that, where you could track the serial number of a dollar bill. Oh, that's cool. And, and see where all it's been. But then the dollar bill would have a stamp put on it that said, you know, like www.where'sgeorge.com or something like that. Yeah. When when I used to be a cashier when I was going to cur- um, going to college, I, I remember getting those and being like, I thought it was fucking illegal for people to do that. Yeah. <laughs> but I'd get all sorts of weird notes where somebody had taken a pen and drawn it so it looked like Abe Lincoln was wearing sunglasses and shit like that. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. Yeah. Uh, there, there's a trick you can do with uh with an English with an English note, which is if you put it on the, the side that has the Queen's face on it, if you fold it one, two, three if you fold it four times, so the corners of the folds are like in the Queen's eyes, and then you tilt the note like up and down. If you tilt it like so the top is back, then it looks like she's smiling. And then if you tilt it forward, it looks like she's frowning. <laughs> it's just something that nice. people have done for years. <laughs> it's like you can't draw on it, but you can fucking fold the shit out of it. 
It made me think of an Eddie Izzard punchline. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> or he's like, he's like one of our more frumpy queens. They're all frumpy, aren't they? Yeah, that's they a are. bad idea when cousins marry. <laughs> <laughs> yep, I completely agree with that. You've got to spread that gene pool around, Jesus Christ. <laughs> well, that goes right back to what you were talking about. Like There used to be genius British comedy. Like, I yeah. grew up on Monty Python, dude. Yeah, like, exactly, man. To this day, I think a lot of Monty Python is like shaped like just the the sort of humor that I have. The yeah. sort of shit that I will laugh at, I can trace it back to, oh, yeah, that was a skit from, you know, and now for something completely different that I used to watch on fucking repeat, you know, yeah. or like Holy Grail your, or something like that. What's your favorite Monty Python sketch, if you have one, or film, even? Ooh, all that. Okay, so I'll, I'll try and just come up with something off the top of my head, but I'm sure I'm going to think of a lot more. Um, but w- one of the ones was uh, Lesson 42, How Not to Be Seen, okay. where they had, like... They had like some guy and he was like hiding behind a bush. And so, like, okay, stand up and show him where you were at. And he stands up and gets shot. And they're like, lesson one, do not stand up. <laughs> and so then it like, they like has like a, the same scene and there's a bush and it's like, yeah, so and so, stand up. And he doesn't do it. And they're like, ah, he's learned lesson one. Unfortunately, he picked a rather obvious hiding spot. And so they explode the bush. <laughs> <laughs> there's one where it's three bushes like ah so-and-so has, has given us a bit of a poser <laughs> and so then they just take out the bushes blowing them up one by one and the last one has a scream with it and like <laughs> <laughs> <found him. laughs> <It's> so good <laughs> i don't think i've ever seen that i'm gonna have to look that up later oh, on. <laughs> it is fucking funny and, oh um, man Oh, what was, one of the little cartoons has always made me laugh is the guy who's like humming and he's like using the old shaving cream brush to put yeah. shaving cream all over his neck and then he eventually covers his whole face and then takes the razor blade and just cuts his head off. <laughs> cuts his head off. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why I laugh oh! at that, but I do every fucking time. The Terry Gilligan animation is so damn funny. Oh, yeah. It's so good. Oh, I love it. Uh, my favorite Monty Python skit that I've ever seen is... Oh, God. It's the one where it's um, it's four guys sat around in deck chairs and they're all wearing suits. And I think it's called like Back in My Day or something. And they basically, you know, they're talking about, oh, back in my day, you know, like, like the youth this today, they have it so easy. They, you know, they don't have any respect for anyone and they don't know what it's like to work hard to get your money and all that sort of stuff. So it's like four guys that have kind of made it, you know, quote unquote. And then it's like, back in my day, I used to have to go down to the mines and, you know, dig coal for six hours and then come home and have a nice hot roast dinner and, uh, and then go to bed and do it all again in the morning, you know, for like one pound a, a day or something. And then it goes through each of them and as they go through it, it gets more and more ridiculous. So they're all trying to outdo <laughs> each other for how bad their life was before they got all their money. And like by the end of it, I, th- I think it's like John Cleese says that they had to, they had to wake up because it, because they went like, well, to wake up at the crack of dawn. And then at the end, <laughs> John Cleese is like, that's nothing. Back in my day, we had to get up three hours before we went to sleep. <laughs> and then, and we had to go down in the mines and you know all the rest of it and and <laughs> what's it um oh god yeah uh and we didn't have any of that fancy bread and salt that you guys had we just used to have to eat gravel 
me and my 18 brothers and sisters, and we used to live in a shoebox <laughs> on the side of the street. <laughs> it just gets like <laughs> it just gets more and more fucking stupid. Like to see it like devolve into this absolute absurdity is awesome. But again, it's like it's brilliant writing, but it's just the, the delivery that everyone has. It's like if you want a lesson in like comic timing, then just watch Monty Python because because. Uh, again it was a lot of it was filmed in front of like an audience and everything as well there's a lot of sets and it's not like canned laughter or anything so they have to play to the rhythm of the audience laughing and they have to know exactly when they need to drop a punchline they need to know exactly when they need to set up the next joke because they have to wait for people to stop laughing so they can like then carry on and be heard because the, the writing is so important it's it's fucking amazing i absolutely love it Oh man, I haven't watched any of that in a while. I'm going to watch that hiding one after we're done here for definite. <laughs> oh, excellent, dude! It's so funny. <laughs> it's so good. Oh yeah, but I mean, for me, um, the thing that like formed what I would say like formed my humor the most is Bottom. Have you ever watched that? Oh, I've never even heard of it. Oh my god, it's um, it's Rick Mail. Have you heard of Rick Mail? He was uh-uh. Drop Dead Fred. Oh okay, yeah, I knew the, I knew who he is. Okay, so Rick Mail um was. He's he's not the be-all and end-all, but he is for me. He's like the be-all and end-all of comedy in the late 80s and like through the 90s and stuff for me. He did he did The Young Ones. He played Rick in The Young Ones. He did, um, oh, God, uh, shit. I think it's called The New Statesman. Uh, he did a film called Bad Influence, which is essentially the British version of Spinal Tap. I don't know which one came first. They may have even came out in the same year, which was quite interesting. Um, but And then he did this thing called Bottom, which is him and uh, a guy called Aid Edmondson, who play, and they play uh, Richie and Eddie. And they're just two guys. They live in a flat um, or an apartment, as you guys would call it, uh, in the middle of London. And it's just... It's just so fucking strange, the shit that happens in that show. It's quite like kind of like normal stuff, but it's just the way that they deal with all these situations. And the comedy is so funny, and they, but they, they don't shy away from doing like slapstick violence and things like that either. And it's all like done with crazy sound effects that like play through like you know the the pa like in the theater that they're that they're you know filming it and everything so you've got like people getting hit with frying pans and um fucking like falling downstairs and uh, it sounds so shit when i talk about it it, <laughs> it, it, it does it does it just sounds it sounds so like 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 benign and boring but it <clears throat> it's just those two guys um like just playing off of each other and and they both wrote it as well it, it's absolutely amazing i think there's three series and me and my brother used to watch that and my dad and my mum. we used to watch that every single night that it was on that's one of the things that we we would religiously watch and it would just have all four of us like in tears every damn time it's so damn funny and i'm, I'm i remember brian brought it up on pcl like rick mal unfortunately died like a few years about two years ago three years ago and um Brian knew him from the young ones, which was the series in the eighties that he did. But yeah, he's amazing. Um, and his, uh, his autobiography was called, um, bigger than Hitler, better than Jesus. <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> no, exactly. This is the kind of guy that you're dealing with. And if, uh, if you ever like met him person to person, if you want, if you said, can I take a photograph with you? He'd go, yeah, of course. And then, so you would give your partner or whoever you're with your camera, he doesn't didn't really do selfies because of this exact reason. So you give it to your wife 
and um, and then she would go, okay, and then Rick Mail would get down on his knees and cover your crotch with his hand and stick his tongue in his cheek like he was giving you a blowjob. Oh, jeez. <laughs> that's that's how he used to take pictures with <laughs> with his fans <laughs> without warning. He wouldn't say anything either. He would just do it. So, oh, it just it literally just live to make people laugh, which is, oh, man, absolutely incredible. Like, it, there's, there's nothing that he did which didn't make me like absolutely just cry with laughter he's amazing so if you um, i know the bottom is on netflix in the uk whether or not it is in the us i don't know but if it is there man you should definitely check it out it just just try it if you don't like it you know fair enough it's probably not for you but it it just killed me like every time and it's probably the comedy series i can quote the most as well it's it's amazing absolutely love it yeah, I just wrote it down, so I'll search for it. I'll give yeah. it a shot. If I'll give it a shot, if I can find it. Yeah, it also has one of the best theme tunes of all time as well. <laughs> oh, nice! <laughs> it's just really, it's just really awesome. Like, um, like blues jazz band called the I think they're called the Bum Notes, and they did the the intro song and the outro song, and it's just like really sloppy, like jazz with loads and loads of like trumpets and crazy drums going on. It's oh, it's awesome. I love it. Nice. <laughs> Oh, I'm glad we kind of pepped up a bit because we went really fucking dark, really fucking early. <laughs> we did. And you know what? I, was, I feel better now, too. <laughs> yeah, me too. Because I was getting a little bit sad. I've got to admit. <laughs> <laughs> no, we'll keep this rolling. <laughs> good, good. Jesus Christ. Well, I'm glad you had a good time in Germany, man. Um, oh, fuck yeah. Did you, it was, was it you that said you'd never seen the sea? Yeah. Yeah, and I still haven't because we were over the clouds and everything the whole time. No, so I I, like just looking out the window. Well, dude, on the way back, we just happened. uh, Well, I looked at the little in-flight map and I was like, "Hey, we're going over Greenland right now. We might be able to see mountains out there." And so Lindsay had the the window seat and she opened it up, and dude, we saw snow-covered mountains and fucking Mm. glaciers, and it was incredible. And then all of a sudden, other people were like kind of glancing over and looking out our window, and then like a whole bunch of people on that side all opened it up. Yeah. But for the most part, it was just fucking all the all the flying was just dark and dreary. They just Mm. had all the fucking things, all the windows closed, all the lights off. And it's like this. I did not enjoy the flying (laughs) itself. (laughs) Flying sucks. How long was your flight? Like about 10 hours, something like that. Yeah, it was like, I think maybe eight hours there, nine hours back. Yeah. Um, But they, they said that both of them went faster than they were supposed to. So, I mean, you know, we had that going for us. Yeah, it's normally eight from the from in, from London to Chicago. It's normally eight hours there, so I figured like a couple of hours to Germany on top. But yeah, well, that was a good time. You were lucky. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, it did work out. But that's like a, a, a phenomenon that I never thought I would hear um, that that someone has never actually seen the ocean until obviously like I met a lot of the army and everything, or spoke to a lot of the army. You know, some some of you guys have never even seen the sea. And haven't like swam in it. No, nope. <laughs> the closest I've come to it is um, seeing Lake Michigan, you know, right there by Chicago. It's a fucking lake. Exactly, but I mean that's the closest <laughs> I've come to it. Where it's like I look across and all I see is water. Like I, it's it's a big enough body water that I can't see the other side. That's the only place that I've ever seen that. Yeah, because I, you know, obviously listening to your show and talking to you and everything, I know that we spoke about like geology very, very briefly, and I know that you love like science and, and nature and getting out of the woods and stuff. You've got 
to go and swim in the sea, Joe. Seriously. <laughs> because, because have you ever seen that movie uh, Blast or Blast from the Past, as you guys would say it, or Blast from the Past, as I would say it? Brendan <laughs> Fraser, Alicia Silverstone, Christopher Walken, trapped I, in a bunker. I remember the trailers for it, but I never watched it. Okay. Well, there's a bit in that where Brent, because Brendan Fraser's a kid and he gets brought up in this bomb, in this air raid shelter for like his entire life till he's like in his like twenties or thirties. And he gets to go in the sea for the first time. And that is how I imagine you reacting. <laughs> because honestly, man, because Kat comes, Kat has lived by the sea like all of her life. She's always been there. The only time that she hasn't is when she moved in with me. Cause like I said before, I'm in the middle of the woods, but even now I've seen it hundreds and hundreds of times and I've swam in it hundreds and hundreds of times, but just chilling out on the beach, the little fire going or not even a bloody fire going, just sitting out on the beach and just listening to the waves like rolling and just watching it. It's like when you watch a fire, you know, it's like, it's like hypnotic and it's, um, it's kind of, uh, what's the word? It's like, it's very kind of like instinctive to like watch a fire and you yeah. think, Oh yeah, nice and warm. And all of your caveman DNA memories are going like that. Yeah. <laughs> it's like that with the sea. And it, and the other thing is that if you go there, there's never a dull like day at the sea because if it's calm, it's amazing because it's not fucking moving, which is really weird and it's, it just feels wrong. But it's kind of like otherworldly. But if it's and if it's normal, it's fantastic. And but if it's like stormy, and the waves are huge and it's like crashing down, and you can feel the waves like pounding into the ground it's like when something incredibly heavy like hits the ground here you actually feel the ground shake it's like that you just sit there and you just fucking take it in it's honestly awe-inspiring when you do see it because it's it is literally a force of nature it's fucking amazing you've got to go joe you've got to go (laughs) no it's definitely one of the things that's on my list for things i want to see in life that's it Um, I, i would love to see a sunset over the ocean sometime too that would be fucking excellent yeah it's it, it's amazing it really is and uh, uh, some people that listening to this who like live by the sea we go what the fuck is he talking about maybe they're bored of it i don't know i never get yeah. bored of going to the sea um but don't swallow the water obviously yeah for real you right? do go swimming because you'll be throwing up for hours and hours and feel like you want to die but um, you know yeah get, get in that water and fucking get smashed by a few waves it's so good <laughs> Ah, oh, dear. Well, now you've got a bit of travel under your belt. Maybe you'll, maybe you'll do the journey and go to the sea. Oh, for sure. Well, that and also it's like my passport's good for, what, 10 years? Yeah. So I, I definitely got to get more use out of that. I paid enough for it. So how far away are you from the nearest like body of water? Oh, fuck, dude. I'm, I'm, in, I'm in Iowa in the United States, uh-huh. and that's pretty much right smack dab in the Midwest. Oh. So, so yeah, I mean, you, you're talking like... A plane you need a plane to get to the sea <laughs> pretty much or it's just gonna be a really fucking long drive i mean just going to kentucky the times that i've gone there for rock climbing yeah that was a 10 hour drive and i think i was still maybe four hours or so away from the coast maybe further jesus so, christ man yeah so it's it's a long fucking haul no matter which way i go like it would make more sense to fly but dude after all the flying i did for germany it's gonna be a while before i want to go through a fucking security checkpoint again <laughs> yeah you've met your quota for a while <laughs> those fucks dude i even trimmed my beard down before i went through it's like i don't want to alarm any of these fucking people i still got pulled aside in almost every single one of them 
Well, you, you look, take, you look kind of dodgy. And, yeah, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> you don't look like the big friendly bear that you think you look like. You actually look like a fucking terrorist. <laughs> An well, untrustworthy American terrorist. <laughs> <laughs> well, I thought I was going to have all this fucking time to burn on the flight yeah. flights. And so I took, I think, 25 paperback trades in my carry-on. Jesus. And then I took a notebook. And I, well, I was going to make fucking notes for all of them oh, because okay. one of the things i've been doing with the the comic cast is it's it's been a while since we've scheduled in a regular episode but i've been getting in my special episodes quite a bit and um i've been doing those with with rod clairbout and we've just been talking nail biter yeah but i've been wanting to actually like expand that and like do lots of different issues and like hopefully get more people from the leftover army involved and just have it be an episode that more or less just kind of focuses on you know, one story arc of like a trade or something like that. And so I was like, I'm going to have all this time. I'm going to take notes on all these different volume one trades that I'm bringing with me. And I'm going to be super prepared. But like, I, I had middle seats. And so I had no fucking way to move my elbows. Mm. And I'm like, yeah, this isn't going to fucking work. I, I'm, I, I didn't even want to read a book that big, let alone try and have a notebook out also and fucking take notes and shit. And so I more or less just ended up lugging these trades around everywhere. But what was funny is that every single time I went through a security checkpoint and got the extra scrutiny, they had to pull every one of those books out and flip through it. (laughs) Why? (laughs) I don't know. I wanted to make sure I wasn't hiding shit in between the pages, I guess. I don't know. Oh my God. What the (laughs) fuck? It was fucking funny, though. That's the first so one, weird. I felt bad, but by the third time they were doing it, I'm like, you fucking deserve this, you fucks. <laughs> Hope you get a every, fucking paper cut. Every time, you're just like, <laughs> let me just tell you now, this is the third time this has happened. You're not yeah. going to find anything. Not right. that I have anything. Not that I have anything, but you're not going to find anything. <laughs> then they'll take it as a challenge that you might actually be hiding something. <laughs> so what did, yeah. they, did they did give you the pat down, or did it just go through your luggage and that? I, I never got the pat down. It was just they went through my carry on. They they took like a little swab and they swabbed it like across like my waistline and then my yeah. hands and then swabbed it around like in, in my bag and everything. Wow. And then ran that through some sort of computer. And then, I mean, none of them took very long, but it was more just the hassle of it. So is this, was this U- US and Germany that did this? Yes. Yep. But Whoa. the difference was the, the people in Germany were super nice. Yeah. The people in America were just absolute cunts. <laughs> it's like i don't fucking like you people like, i can tell you guys don't like yourselves you don't like your job i can tell by the way that you interact with people that you're thoroughly done with this and if that's the fucking attitude you're gonna have you know nobody's holding a gun to your head and saying you must be tsa so mm-hmm. maybe maybe don't be such an asshole when you're explaining these fucking intensely stupid rules that you have when you don't, there's no fucking signage behind you. This whole time I'm standing in line, I could have been reading a sign. So yeah. by, by the time I got up to your unhappy ass, I'd have been prepared. <laughs> but it's like, guess what? I'm not an everyday fucking flyer. So yeah, yeah you're going to have to explain to me what the fuck's going on and maybe try and do it without being a fucking condescending asshole to me. <laughs> so, oh, dude, I was full of fucking rage. Dude, I, well, because I just did this long fucking flight. And then I I walk out into the Chicago terminal, and the first thing I smell is McDonald's. <laughs> and then I'm just like seeing like, and I'd just been in Europe, like I'm just seeing like all these like svelte, beautiful people for the most part walking around. And I come to America, I smell McDonald's, and it's like, look at this crushing press of fat people <laughs> that are all just being mean to each other. 
It's like fucking a. <laughs> welcome to a welcome home. Welcome home. Did you welcome applaud? Home. Did you applaud when you landed? Did you? Hey, <laughs> no, home. and I didn't have any idiots on my flights that did that shit either. Oh really? I was, wow. Everyone used to do that. But back in the day, man, I was like eight, 18. First time I went to I went to Florida, um, and it just blew my fucking mind. We landed, and all the American passengers clapped, and I was like, I joined in. I was like, What's happening? What's happening? <laughs> And I didn't, I didn't get it. And I was, like, I was so happy to be back on American soil. But yeah, now obviously people are sort of flying to different places, and like you know, the American people like flying to Japan, and then everyone's really polite, and the food's incredible, and they have the the best technology, and this like thousand year old, thousands of years old culture. And then they get back, and they just they land, and they go, "Fuck, I'm not in Japan anymore. <laughs> 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 Nothing worth clapping about." <laughs> it's just different that's the thing it's like england and america are actually very similar like i don't think that um most english or british people would want to admit that but to be honest man if you <clears throat> aside from the way that you know people talk like the accents and that there's not a lot different over here you know there's a few cultural differences like we drink a hell of a lot more than you guys would but then then lie about it so, yeah. <laughs> so I remember like Jake being very surprised with the amount that I drank when I was on the the first Star Wars episode to calm calm my nerves. Um, <laughs> I could hear that I was really drunk at the end of that episode when I re-listened to it, and I woke up with a terrible uh, like um, like it wasn't a te- it wasn't hangover. You ever get those hangovers where you just feel really anxious? Like you've done fucked up somewhere, but you've actually just genuinely had a really good time. You've had that? <laughs> no, I haven't oh. had to experience too many hangovers. Oh, okay. So I've I've lucked out. Wow, you are lucky. Jesus Christ. Well, I had. I, I didn't really start drinking until I was in my like mid thirties, though. Oh, okay. Yeah, and you haven't like hit it like hit it that hard then, really. Yeah. Well, that and I fucking hate barfing too, and so like I'm really good at just having a few beers, getting a light buzz, getting yeah. a little giggly. And then just being like, okay, now I'm done drinking. Okay. What, how, how, what is the most you've ever drunk, would you say? Oh, I drank a whole case one time. So that had been 24 cans in like a 13-hour period one time over the summer. And I remember Ooh. that was maybe the worst hangover I had. Yeah. Where when I woke up that next morning, like I was just like, I felt like hammered shit. Nothing sounded good. And like I, I specifically remember sometime around lunch... Lindsay and I went to a Culver's, which is like kind of like a high-end fast food place. Right. And I ordered a strawberry smoothie and and French fries. Mm-hmm. And I just nibbled on French fries and this <laughs> strawberry smoothie. And then by the time I was done with that, I was like, okay, now I feel a little bit more normal. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, up until that, like I just, oh, I just had like a hard ball in my guts. And I was, yeah. like, I was like, am I going to throw up? There's nothing to throw up. So I really hope that I don't have to start throwing up. <laughs> So <laughs> you know. when you say 24 cans, is, is that like the 330 mil cans or like the kind of the bigger ones? Uh, yeah, just be a regular size can. So like a can of Coke sort of size? Yep. Oh, okay. Right. Uh, yeah, that's a good going. Well, good job. Well done. Yeah. Well, that's, it was light good. beer too, so it was probably like maybe 3% <laughs> alcohol or something. Oh, like, I, can't, God, I won't no, even drink light beer now. That doesn't count. You might as well no. just be drinking water. <laughs> 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 yeah, I remember it was, uh, we literally got in the car on the way home and I just went to Jake. I was like, I'm a bit drunk, Jake. And he, he just went, how much did you have to drink? And I was like, 
I think I had 13 beers and a bottle of champagne to myself. It was like, <laughs> Jesus Christ! And I was like, yeah. I needed it. I needed it at the time. <laughs> it was like, drinking drinking Corona and... Because um, cause basically, as a thank you, I like bought... Um, I bought a big crate of Corona and I bought um, like two bottles of champagne, which is what you can hear get popped on the episode. And um, just as a thanks and also like nice sort of like celebratory thing. It was really good. It was perfect to hear that like going off on the recording. It was great. Yeah. But yeah, uh, because I was nervous as hell because obviously I'd I'd only done episode 100 at that point. And I, you know, I was in the presence of the leftovers and I was like, I better make a good impression. This is all going to get recorded and I'm shitting myself. So those beers went down very, very quickly. And I think it's like the last hour or something like that. I can hear that I'm like, I'm a little, sl- I'm a little slurry, a little bit. <laughs> I love it. That's so fucking fun. But yeah, we drink, we drink a lot more than than what anyone actually admit to. I think you'd only really admit it to like someone else from this country. So I went out last night, I had fucking twelve pints. That was awesome. Now I feel terrible, but you know, so I mean, what a pint is like double, you know, over double what one of those those beer cans that you were drinking is. Um, and it's quite standard for like my friends to have like ten points like on a night out. Ooh. Yeah, I know, man. But I mean, I don't. I barely drink anymore. I, I only really drink when I'm podcasting or if I'm like at a party or something. I'll probably have a couple of beers at a pub, but um, I don't really drink as much as I used to. Not unless you know we're like going to a club or something like that. Then, then it's beers and shots. But um, yeah, it's uh. Yeah, we drink a shitload over here, and it does make me laugh when, when um, like you were saying, I was, I, was like, I just had a couple of beers and I, I got a bit buzzed, and everyone's like, "Yeah, good for you." And then you see the English guy in the corner who's just like got stacks, stacks of cans around him. <laughs> yeah, I've never built up a tolerance for it, but no, I don't have a tolerance anymore. I'm terrible. I can do shots like like no one's business, but beers, I don't know. I, if I have five pints, I'm, I'm on my way. I'm on my way now. Not like my mates who <laughs> drink like ten fucking drinks and they're just they're just getting there. You know, they're just buzzed or whatever. No, if I if I, if I have about three, I will start feeling. You know, like you say, buzz. Start start feeling it then, and then if I carry on drinking, it's just going to get worse and worse. <laughs> Dude, I got to tell you about the party that happened in Germany, and that's where I got exposed to how much Europeans can drink. Oh, was this the one that you filmed? Yes, yeah, I found yes, a little yes, bit. Yes, yes, go for it. Um, okay, right before I get into that, let's take a quick little break, and then then I'll I'll tell you right about right about that. Okay, cool. Okay, all right, we're back. So yeah, wh- where I left off there. Um, so the Friday night on that trip, that was where we went to this big like forum hall, and so there was this is a worldwide company. I work for and like one of the things that I I've yet to ever mention the company I work for on the podcast. And so I'm just going to continue <laughs> that trend and not actually say where I work, but Probably it's a smart. world. Yeah. It's, it's well, with some of the subjects. I mean, cause people ask me fucking questions and I'm honest and, and you know, for in an official sense, maybe that's not the best policy, but I'm an honest fucking person. And it isn't like I'm doing crazy shit nowadays, but you know, so whatever, but suffice to say it's a worldwide company and they had this big event where they had, you know, representatives from all their different subsidiaries and stuff in for this one big party. So there's like a thousand people at this party from all over the world. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And so 
right at the beginning of this event. And also it was, they were, they encouraged us to wear costumes, which was, huh. was interesting. But the, the, I don't know. We didn't end up wearing costumes because our HR lady wanted Lindsay and me to dress like the couple from the Grant Wood painting American Gothic. Oh my God. And I was like, and that's like just being from Iowa. That's just one of those things that I see all the time. And so I'm over it. It's like, I love Grant Wood's landscapes. But yeah, like, fucking American Gothic. No, I'm not. I'm not dressing like Grant Wood's dentist. And, and and why? Why would you? Why? Why? That would be so stere- <laughs> stereotypically American. As yeah, well. yeah. And and so and like that spun me out so much that I couldn't even think of something different to do. And in retrospect, it's like we could have all worn a different superhero T-shirt. Mm. Like, what's more fucking American than like the Justice League and shit like that? So it's but in in retrospect. Uh, but what was funnier is the other guy that was going on from our company. They wanted him to dress like a pig. <laughs> and he refused Why? also. We all separately refused. We were all like, no, we're not doing that. Why did they was, want him to dress like a pig? Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I, I didn't get much into beyond the, is this required? <laughs> like, am I going to lose my job if I say, no, I'm not going to dress like Grant Wood's dentist? And so it ended up working out because there was plenty of other people there that didn't eat either. But I got to tell you, dude, the ones from England, they all dressed like Harry Potter characters and they're the ones who won. Oh, fucking Tebow's. Jesus Christ. It was fucking cool. The, the level of their costumes, it was like cosplay level, dude. I was fucking awe-inspired. I ran into fucking Mad-Eye Moody, Moody in the men's room. Uh-huh. I, was like, I was like, Mad-Eye Moody, we got to get a fucking selfie. And like he was all silent and everything. And then right before I took the picture, he pulled like the real gruff face, so he really looked like Mad-Eye Moody. Oh, my God. And I was like, oh, I fucking love you, man. <laughs> do you like Harry Potter? Uh, I really, I, I do. I liked the, bo- or the books. Uh, I like the movies to an extent, but I really loved the books. God damn it. <laughs> okay. Do we, now, is yeah, it sorry, something you hate? Just, well, I'll get back to the drinking story. I got to fucking find this out, though. Now, do you hate the Harry Potter angle just because so many people associate it with, with England and it's just kind of the big thing from there now? And so you get incessant oh. questions about it? Or, or what is it about it that you dislike? No, it's because it's crap. <laughs> what I don't like is crap. I don't, I don't understand. So me, when I met when I met Jessie Candelori, she loves Harry Potter, and she we were talking about it, and she was like, "Why don't you like it?" And I was like, "Because it's crap. It's because I oh god, J.K. Rowling has ripped off everything to make Harry Potter. You guys do realize that, right?" What did she rip off? Well, she she ripped off Lord of the Rings for Gandalf and Dumbledore. There's a book called The Books of Magic, which is basically exactly the same as Harry Potter, which came out like before Harry Potter, but didn't get the critical success. And the kid even looks just like Harry Potter and has a fucking pet owl. There's another book called Larry Potter, which no. came out in... The- yeah, you can look all this up. It's an absolute fact. Larry Potter. Yeah, that the is he. Oh, fuck, what is he? I can't remember what the story is of that because it's so. She's she's stolen from so many different things. They just all merge into one thing. But like his friend, I think Larry Potter's friends, they're like they've got very similar names to like Ron and Hermione, and they even look alike and things like that. And she's just, like, taken from all of this stuff and just mushed it all together. And, and I, I don't like 
the, I don't like the way that Harry. I've always had a bit of a problem with like the chosen one sort of stories as well. I would like say like Ron or Hermione to actually be able to do something instead of him just kind of saving the day all the time. And it really pisses me off that he's this kind of deus ex machina character that everything just kind of works out for. Like when he's fighting the that big snake thing. And it's like, oh, we're all fucked. And then it's like, oh, look, there's a magic hat <laughs> dropped off by a magic bird. What's in the hat? It's a sword. Sweet. You know, it's it's like where that that's just like that's just reference like at the very beginning, somewhere along the lines like yeah, there's a phoenix, there's a magic bird. Look at that, and then it goes oh cool, and then they carry on with the story, and then later on it comes back in, and everyone's like what a twist, and it's like no, it's just lazy bullshit writing. I don't, <laughs> oh, I don't understand. It's, I don't get it. It's, it's terrible, and I don't understand why people love it so much. See, I'd never heard any of that before. Oh, just the, just type in what J.K. Rowling ripped off on Google, and then just look through the thousands of articles that are there. All oh, you got to do. I'm jotting down Larry Potter right now. That's <laughs> going to get fucking Googled. <laughs> the book Books of Magic is the and one that you I, should definitely look at. I, was say, I swear to God, if it takes me to a gay porn Tumblr, I'm going to be so. <laughs> <laughs> Not Potter. what I signed up for, Mister West. <laughs> <laughs> Larry Potter meets Tom Selleck. <laughs> like, dude, he just tricked me into seeing fucking Tom Selleck get a fucking bricked in his mouth. God damn it, you win again. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, do you know? You know do you know about? Uh, do you know about weeaboos or not? Do you know? You heard of that term, weeaboo? Uh. Uh-uh. Weeaboo is like a Westerner that loves like Japanese culture, like anime and things like that, and they they they. Uh, like uh, the character Genji out of Overwatch, but he's described as a, as a weeaboo's wet dream because he's a he's a ninja, he's from Japan, he's half cyborg, and he looks like fucking um, Gundam, not Gundam, Voltron. He looks like, no, oh shit. Fuck, Giver. That's what he looks like. So <laughs> like, he's like a weeaboo's like, wet dream. And he's a, like one of the best characters as well. He's like completely overpowered. So everyone loves Genji. And so that's a weeaboo. So it's a Western that likes Japanese culture. And now we have, we've got a new term, which is called a teaboo, which is someone that loves like British stuff, but they're not from England. So it's like people that love Harry Potter and Doctor Who and stuff like that. So people that are like really, really into that um, from other countries, they're called Tiaboos now. Um, Wouldn't that have just been an Anglophile? Isn't that somebody who's like obsessed with English culture? No, because it because it's like pop culture. So it's oh, like okay. A, so yours is more specific. Yeah. So it's like you know tea, as in like drinking tea, and they they love that whole kind of that like that kind of quaint, whimsy British kind of thing that you know harry potter has just undeniably has it you know it's very quintessentially british and um doctor who's very similar as well even although doctor who's a lot better i think but um it's uh, yeah it's just a term that sort of come up over the last few years and stuff but yeah no, i've got nothing against the tearboos or the weeaboos i just don't fucking like <laughs> harry potter because it's bullshit and she ripped everything off it's not original it's it's badly it's not badly written. I'm not going to say that because she she's a good writer. But the the plot and the fucking Deus Ex Machina bullshit that she comes out with it it drives me nuts. And all right the characters, on. all the characters are fucking one dimensional. Ah, rubbish. 
I've never heard anybody say that stuff about Harry Potter before, so I love it. What I liked about the books is that when you read the first book, when Harry was 11 years old, it was like a book that would be perfectly written for like an 11-year-old to really be able to digest and get a lot out of it. Like, when I was reading the first book, I'm like, this is some fucking little kid shit. This is stupid. (laughs) But then by the time you get to the Deathly Hallows, where Harry's like a 17-year-old, there's some really fucked up shit going on in there. And it's like, this is a really great, you know, like, you know, top end of the, like, the adult or, um, you know, young fiction or whatever. Young mm-hmm. adult fiction. Yeah. And so, I mean, it's like, it was like she she did a really good job at writing the novels to match the age that Harry was at. And, like, I, I enjoyed all that, but I'd never heard anything about the plagiarism and stuff. And I'm definitely going to look into that because those sorts of things bother the fuck out of me. Like, they, yeah. like it, it puts a stink on something that, like, did you ever hear that about Led Zeppelin? Uh, yes. That they actually ripped off, like, a lot of their songs from, like, some other bluesy band that used to, like, fucking open for them or something. Like, when I heard that, it was, like, heartbreaking. Yeah. Yeah, but, I mean, uh, obviously, like, speaking as I'm not a musician, I'm a drummer, there's a big difference. But knowing <laughs> a lot about music, um, as far as blues riffs go, I know that <laughs> you can't... You can copyright lyrics, but you really can't copyright blues riffs because a lot of them are very kind of formulaic. You know, like... You can't fucking copyright that because every bugger uses it. So I can see where they're coming from, that that some of the riffs are quite similar to like these the particular artists that they, you know, let's... Oh, fuck it. They rip them off. Um... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but did, they do. Um, Led Zeppelin is one of my favorite bands. They they made them better, I would say, for definite. But yeah, no, I I heard all about that as well. It's um, and you sort of think you go, oh yeah, it's a fucking dick move, Jimmy Page. What are you playing at? But they did make it better in I, a way. I do agree with that because when I heard the, you know, this was their inspiration for Stairway to Heaven, I was like, okay, well, I can, you know, I'm I'm sure a musician would be able to tell more mm. from this than what I'm hearing. I can hear some similarities. But, I mean, like, the original that they played, it's like, that's no fucking stairway to heaven. No, exactly. Exactly. It's, it's, it, <laughs> yeah, it's just difficult. It, music plagiarism is very, very difficult to nail down because, like, a chord progression might be the same, so they're using the same chords, but the way it's played could be completely fucking different. Um, and there's been a lot of court cases that have, have gone that way. Uh recent example not recent it was years ago now but a reasonably recent example was the um i think it was the uh pharrell robin thick song that marvin gaye's family sued them because they said that it was um got to give it up part one and they took them to court and i think they actually won that as well um and oh was that with uh, like blurred lines or whatever yes that's okay, it yeah. yeah yeah i remember um, hearing that <clears throat> yeah and uh, you know Got to give it out part one is one of my favorite songs of all time. And I've listened to Blurred Lines quite a few times. It was on radio a lot and stuff like that. Um, the instruments that they use in that song are the same instruments, which, you know, there's a lot of percussion going on and things like that. It's not the fucking same song. I'm, I'm going to tell you that. I'm going to tell you that now. It's not the same. They should not have got any fucking money for it. So I don't know why they settled or anything. But um, it's it's not the same. It's completely different. I don't I don't understand what happened there. It was definitely influenced by it, by with the the instrument choice and stuff like that. But not the same song. Don't know what's going on. 
But, yeah, there there was a Coldplay so, one where they totally <clears throat> ripped off uh, Joe Satriani. Yes, yeah, and I remember like, that, that one. one it well. was like I had that that Joe Satriani album. Satriani, mm. <laughs> say that fucking Joe Satriani. <laughs> 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 I, I had that album, and like the first time I heard that Coldplay song, I was like, "Why does this sound so fucking familiar?" Mm. And then as soon as I heard Joe's name come up, I was like, oh, yes. I was like, that was from his fucking, you know, because a lot of his shit's just guitar licks and instrumentals and shit like that. Yeah. And uh, yeah, total, total fucking ripoff on Coldplay. That's it. And you can tell the difference. You can tell when something kind of sounds similar or if it is actually like blatantly the same. Because yeah. I, I know the bits that you're talking about, and they are they're almost they're almost played exactly the same as well as being the same chords and stuff. It's I think it might even be in a different key or something because it, it's ever so slightly different. But if you like upped it to the right kind of um, key or octave, then it it would be basically exactly the same. So that makes sense. But you can't copyright blues music. You just can't do it. It doesn't work <laughs> that way. There's a, there was a uh, there's a Rob Zombie song. Um, uh, there's a band called Muse. I don't know if you heard of them. They're from England. Uh-uh. Heard of Muse? They 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 released this 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 song like about two years ago, and it was like the new single from their new album, and it was really good. And it was like fuck, they're back on form. This is amazing. This huge like massive riff, and um, everyone's like rocking out, going nuts, and going fuck, they're back. It's fucking great because they sort of like mellowed out for a little bit. Um, and then one of my friends put up a, a video of I think, I'm pretty sure it's a Rob Zombie song, and it was exactly the damn same like note for note the only thing that was different was that the tempo was slightly different so it was slightly the muse version was slightly quicker and i was like they're gonna get in so much shit and nothing ever happened no no one did anything no lawsuits no nothing so yeah it's really weird and then uh someone else put another song which was released uh before the rob zombie song and that sounded exactly the same as well and I asked one of my one of my buddies about this. He plays like bass for a bunch of bands, and he just went, "It's just a like kind of general chord progression." He's like, "You can't." He's like, "Everyone has used it at some point or another. You can't copyright that because it's almost like universally known." Same with the blues stuff as well. That's that's just the way it works with some sort of you know some kind of standardized like rock or blues progressions. Weird, isn't it? It is weird. Yeah, I thought yeah. they were going to get shit on for that, but they never did. Nothing ever happened. <laughs> yeah, how about that? <laughs> that was a hilarious progression that we went from fucking Harry Potter to Lee Zeppelin <laughs> to Coldplay to Muse. <laughs> and like, I still haven't told that story about all the Europeans drinking at that no, party. <laughs> no, but, but yeah, write in your notes, uh, along with Larry Potter, write in uh, The Books of Magic, and that is by Neil Gaiman, of all people, as well. Oh, nice. Um, yeah, so yeah, check that out and see what you think. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just jotted it down. <laughs> Even if you just Google image search that, you'll go, oh crap. <laughs> <laughs> Why would she fucking rip off Neil, Neil Gaiman too? He's such a big name. Uh, like, I how don't would know. nothing fucking come of that? No, well, he's he was really cool about it because people have interviewed him about it and he just said, he just went, well, you know, she obviously has read them or like seen the artwork and has liked the design or whatever. And he's just said, I just think it falls into the, into the fair, the fair use, uh, like, you know, stipulation in copyright law. He said, he just says it's under fair use. And he says he doesn't mind. So he was proper, 
a proper dent about it. He was like, yeah. I'm not going to do anything. But um, yeah, it was uh, for a, for someone that sort of thought this is all is very very familiar because it was the same with me. What you were saying with the Joe Satriani thing, I watched the first Harry Potter movie, and in the back of my head, along with all the happy memories, not all the fucking horrible shit at the front. There was there's this image of this this kid with glasses with a scar on his head with an owl reading a book and I was like Harry Potter didn't come out that long ago because I was like fucking eleven when I saw this image so I looked it up and then that was what I found I found that it was completely like that the actual kind of look and all the sort of like pets and all that sort of stuff it's completely based on the books of magic fuck yeah so drinking <laughs> I'm shaking. God damn it. <laughs> well, okay. Je- hold on a second. As Jesse said, everyone steals from everyone. That's what she said. She went, look at Star Wars. And I went, yeah, fair play. So, you know. That is true. If it bothers you, it bothers you. But if it doesn't, it doesn't. <laughs> um, okay. So, yeah, drinking. <laughs> Party. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, so, we show up and we are pretty much the first bus to get there, like the North America crew. And so, we're walking in. And they've got all these people in these, like, kind of red, oh, they almost looked like weird, like, old school, like, military uniforms or something Uh-oh. like that. Where, like, they looked like they were wearing fucking pantaloons and, like, berets and, like, these red jacket things. And I'm like, oh, okay. oh my God, these are the people that are going to win the fucking costume contest. Because, <laughs> like, I'm looking at, like, like, me and Lindsay and this other dude, like, we're just more just dressed nice. And then some of the other people, instead of wearing costumes, like, from our group, they were just all wearing, like, the same t-shirts and shit. Yeah. And then we see these people, and I'm like, oh, fuck, they're bringing a level to this. These people weren't even there for the fucking costume party. These were just people that the company hired to play fucking drums and horns in a line that you'd have to walk through them to get into this fucking venue. And so you're wow. walking in, it's like all these drummers and stuff. It's like, da 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 and then like horns and stuff playing oh, yeah. <laughs> that would have been amazing they should have had a guy with an electric guitar at the end <laughs> that would have been so cool that would have got you wrapped up <laughs> yeah but it's so like right away i'm like this is fucking neat and we go in and it's like all these really long tables with long benches that are set up and so we sit down and we're right up in the front corner and then the fucking austrians come in next and they are all dressed like pippy longstocking so oh they all have got fucking wigs on with wires in the pigtails. So they're sticking out at angles and they've all wow. got like freckles fucking drawn on their faces and shit. <laughs> and they're, they all have the same t-shirt on that says Austria on it. And they're all waving a little Austrian flag and they're all singing something in a language I don't understand. Probably Austrian. But you'd think so. <laughs> <laughs> and so they fucking walk in and we all walk in and we just sat down at our benches and we're just, you know, we're being polite nice americans because we were instructed to not make asses of ourselves <laughs> the fucking austrians come in singing stand up on the benches and then get even fucking louder and then the, wow. the fucking swedes come in and they're dressed similar and they all fucking get up on their benches and half the fucking people coming in are up on their benches like fucking screaming hooting and hollering and these fuckers did not come down off the benches until six hours later when the party ended whoa nice it was fucking wild dude it was all the free beer and wine you could drink and it was all served in glass 
Ooh. And so as the fucking night went on, you could just hear just at <laughs> one at one time at one point one of the Austrians came over and climbed up on our table and it was just filled. Like there was nowhere you could set anything down because it was just all empty glasses and shit up there. <laughs> and like he bumped the fucking table and so six of them all fell off at once. Wow. <laughs> and I'm just like, oh my God, this is a fucking madhouse. And like I didn't want to get super drunk and so I just got my buzz and then by the time we left I was stone sober. Yeah. And so I'm just like witnessing all this stuff. And I'm like, these people are fucking bananas. And it was all live music that was playing. Awesome. And so people are all up and dancing and everything. And I, I just couldn't believe how fucking, how much beer these people could put away and just not be unconscious. Yeah. You'll, you'll, you'll have booze, that over dude. here. <laughs> it was a lot of booze. But, you know, I mean, like, I'm not a boozer, though, either. So, you know, I don't really have much of something to compare it to. But, yeah, it was a bit of a culture shock to me. Yeah, no, that's crazy. That sounds like a really good party. I've got to admit, that's, oh, that dude, doesn't happen was, very often. <laughs> it was so much fun. We all got emails before we left saying, you know, hey, be on your best behavior. You know, there's going to be lots of beer. Don't drink too much. You know, don't you don't want to actually get drunk. Remember, this is a company event. If anybody comes up to you and wants to talk about Trump, be, have your rebuttals ready to just get uh-huh. out of the conversation and not pursue it. And so I'm like going into it being like, oh, fuck, you know, I don't. They, they told me that one guy had fallen asleep during one of the, the speeches a long time ago. And when he got back, he got fired. Oh, it's so like, yeah. And so I'm going into this being like, oh, fuck. My job's on the line, shit. I don't want to do anything to get in trouble, you know, holy shit. And uh, and so, yeah, it was it was kind of funny seeing how drunk a lot of the people got. And I was like, well, I guess it wouldn't have mattered. I could have got totally fucking shit-faced. Yep. <laughs> that God. sounds wicked. I'm surprised you guys didn't just, like, go all out and just join them. <laughs> well, one of the dudes in our group did. He, oh, nice. he fucking lost his shirt. And, like, he's like, he was a fucking big guy, too. Like... <laughs> he was so fucking hairy and so sweaty and so shirtless oh. <laughs> and he was up on one of the benches too and i'm off to the side just kind of sitting in the bleachers back behind and just being like oh my god because like that was basically what i did through that whole party was i just people watched and and uh there was like a whole row of really nice wooden bleachers on one side and so i had my beer and i went up so that I wasn't on the ground level bleacher. I just went to the second row up. And so I'm sitting there drinking my beer and talking with my wife. And then all of a sudden, the security guard's standing next to me. Sprechen Sie Deutsch? I'm like, ah, uh, English. No. And he's like, and he's like ah, uh, ah. Uh, and then he points at me, points at my beer, and then points at the floor. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, I can't be up here with this? And he just nods yes. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> Have you seen what's going on down there? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it's like, are you worried about mild-mannered me sitting up here just casually drinking a beer but it's like okay i suppose they didn't want broken glass up in the nice you know wooden bleachers or what yeah you know, who knows what the fuck could happen wow but, dude, that was the closest i've been to like a party that is like depicted in like a hollywood movie like at like the lair of like a supervillain. yeah <laughs> with the amount of security that they had in this place and i know the security was there you know probably to make sure that you know, no, there was no drunken accident or something like that. Yeah. But like, there was like an upper level that went around this whole forum hall that we were in. And so every time you looked up, you'd just see fucking security just walking this. Wow. And they were all around the perimeters. And there was like a really big, huge patio outside. And then there were the stationed at intervals along the patio because they were all these sculptures that were out 
like in the grounds around this place. And Lindsay and I were like, oh, we got to go get some night pictures of this. And we start walking out there. And then all of a sudden I see the security guards in the dark. I'm like, yeah, that's a conversation we don't need to have. They're not going to let us go out there. <laughs> I was like, There's no fucking way they're going to let us just wander out into the dark. <laughs> they're going to be telling us in broken English to get the fuck back. <laughs> Oh my god, man, that's so cool. That sounds like it a really was, good party. It was really, really fun. It was, and uh, oh, the the other costumes that were really good were the ones from Italy. With the dudes were all dressed up like centurions with like the red cloaks and the golden oh, armor. Wow. And the women were all dressed up in like those really awesome like Roman dresses where it had like the golden cords like that would come down and, like tie over the upper arms and everything. Yeah, yeah, they got second place, I believe. So it was the English people that got first with their Harry Potter stuff. Yep. Yep. Wow. What do they win? Ah, uh, just bragging rights. No. Oh, bragging rights. They, they might have won like some really big fucking cookie or something. But they had all these really big cookies uh, over there. And at one point, one of the guys on our table opened his up and was eating. And I was like, "Is that any good?" And he's like, "No, not really." I'm like, "Okay, good." <laughs> like I didn't even want to try mine. It just looked like fucking disappointment in cellophane. Oh, but. <laughs> <laughs> just not used to it. <laughs> you probably know exactly what kind of cookie I'm talking about. Yeah, I do. Yeah. I think it's like oh, a giant any... heart-shaped cookie, maybe. Yeah. Did you go to any ice cream parlors whilst you're in Germany? No. And we talked about it because I kept seeing people walk past the front of our hotel with ice cream cones. Yeah. I said to Lindsay, I was like, we need to find where they're getting this fucking ice cream and go get some. But then we we never did. Yeah, it's like it's a huge thing in Germany, ice cream, and it's some of the best that you'll ever have, as far as you know, I've tasted. So, because because everywhere has them, so obviously you know when you get like lots of people doing the same thing, the you know quality of the merchandise has to be fucking top notch. So, yeah, some of the best ice cream parlors in the world are, are in Germany, as far as I'm aware. It's pretty awesome. It's a shame you didn't get it. (laughs) Yeah, now I know this. God damn it. (laughs) I'm assuming you ate lots of pork whilst you were there. Dude, I I ate everything that they put in front of me. I at least tried everything. But the only problem was that the German language was just so weird to me. I couldn't retain any of the words. Yeah, well, if you were eating meat, it was probably pork because the Germans love pig. They absolutely love it. So just so many sausages. And so many pork steaks and it's every kind of like formation of pork you could have would be there because that's the main thing that they serve. It's like over here, well, we've got a lot of stuff, but like, you know, beef is pretty much what we have. And you guys have a lot of beef as well, like Japan's fish. But yeah, Germans, they, they love a bit of pig. Absolutely love it. Yeah, I'm trying to think. I had, so we went to a really nice restaurant on one of the first nights we were there. And we got the menus and they were all, you know, it was all in German. And so at one point the waitress came over and the one guy that was with us was like, can you uh, explain this to us? Oh, dear. <laughs> just the way he said it. It was so funny. And she just looked, she goes, oh, of course, English menus. And she came back. And it was the amount of people who spoke really fucking good English. Yeah. Where I was just like, this is fucking amazing. And then in America... You get someone who will come up and speak to you in broken English with a Spanish accent, and you'll have some guy who exclusively only speaks English flipping fucking shit about it. Yeah. It's like, dude, that guy's making do in English as a second language, and you only speak English. Why are you being such a fucking asshole? Yeah, like, can you exactly, at least huh? be impressed with it on some level? This guy's a little bit more intelligent than you, whether you want to fucking admit it or not. <laughs> Me and, and just, Rebecca spoke about that on, um, oh, 
fuck, what was it? I was on Igatakus because Beck speaks like fluent Spanish. Yeah, which I had no idea. And uh, yeah, that whole like, if someone's in your country and they've made an effort to try and learn your language, then you should fucking respect that. You know, it's a, it's a huge deal because you know, unless you get taught language as a kid, it's so difficult to learn a new language. Oh yeah, yeah, and. I don't know. It was, but yeah. So in that meal, they brought us English menus, and I looked through it, and Lindsay got Spetzel, and I ordered. What was it? It was veal with a potato waffle, which was interesting. I'd never had a potato waffle before. It was pretty good. Huh. And I never had veal, had veal before? before either, which was good. Yeah, <laughs> it was yeah. Great. Should shouldn't eat veal. Yeah, it's tortured baby cow. But I'll tell you what, it was tender. <laughs> it was it was tender it was good i cut it with a fork i happily ate it there was a homemade barbecue sauce with it too it was good i didn't even feel bad and then you had your your side of foie gras as well (laughs) yes (laughs) give me a duck that was force-fed until its fucking liver was delicioso oh god oh dear do you know now we're on food do you ever fuck i don't remember what it's called I'm pretty sure it's in France, but you can get these little birds. Have you heard of these these little birds that are raised in boxes and they're never let out of the box and then they deep fry them? Have you heard of that? Wow, is it just like some squab or something like that? Yeah, it's like a like it's a, almost I think it's a little like almost like a little songbird sort of thing. And they 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 keep them in these little boxes and they never see the light oh, and they just like live in there. Until you know they've like, they've they've got enough meat on them to be ready, and then they take them out of the box and they deep fry them, and then they put them back in the box. I think, and they serve them in the box, and you open up the box, and then the way you eat them is you eat them whole, like bones and all, because they're just so soft. Uh, I've never tried this, anyone listening, by the way, because I don't think it's wrong. It sounds I'm just, fucking horrifying. Yeah, but the thing is, dude, the really weird thing is because it's such a kind of like fucked up thing to eat, you know, like the way the animal is treated, um, the way you eat it is you get your napkin and you actually kind of like hold it over your nose so it covers up your whole plate and then you take the bird out of the box and then you eat it whole because, the like I said, the way that it's actually produced is so wrong that it's kind of become a tradition that you're not supposed to let people see you eating this bird. Wow. And I know it's weird. I think I saw that on a, might've even been a top gear. I'm not sure. But um, yeah, that was that. And uh, when I was in Vietnam, the most interesting thing, which I'd never heard of before. Um, uh, you know, I, I'm like you, man. I like to try a lot of different things. So I've eaten, I ate bullfrog in China. I ate scorpions. I ate, ants and crickets and stuff in thailand oh, and you're braver than me eating the bugs i'll tell you that oh scorpions are delicious they're really nice they're like they're, they like sort of put them on a skewer and then they deep fry them and they like roll them around in seasoning and that's kind of like eating a like a salty kind of like shredded wheat thing it was just really nice um but bullfrog was great uh it's it's like a really really tender chicken like super tender um, and then we got halfway through it and remembered we were eating bullfrog and then we both felt sick and we had to leave it <laughs> because, <laughs> because it's a fucking bullfrog, <laughs> you know? Um, but the, the one thing that I had no idea about was in Vietnam, I was hanging out with my mate James, um, uh, and he lives in Da Nang, which is actually where, uh, Pink Neen's family's from. And, uh, he said, 
I was looking at this guy in this cab because we were just eating com gar, which is just like chili garlic chicken with rice. Fucking delicious. Really, really good. And I was watching this cab driver and he had like an egg and he cracked it like on the side of his door. And then he opened it up and he like, you know, like cracked it into his mouth, like all in one. And he sort of sat there eating it. And, uh, it looked weird, like the egg yolk and everything looked really weird. And I was like, why is that guy eating a raw egg? And he was like, it's not a raw egg. I was like, well, what is it? And he said, it's a semi-formed chick. So it's an egg that has been fertilized. They let it get about halfway through its process. And then they crack the egg and then they eat the semi-formed fetus as a snack. Jesus. Yeah, I know, right? That's <laughs> I fucked to- up. And I said to James, because James is a chef, or he was a chef, and I was like, have you tried that? Because, you know, new experiences and stuff. And he went, yeah, I have. And I was like, what's it like? He went, it's fucking disgusting. <laughs> and I was like, I'm assuming it's like you're eating a semi-formed bird. And he went, that's exactly what it's like. Uh. <laughs> yeah, so I, I, I didn't know about that at all until I saw someone actually do it. And they just like pick them up as snacks and just, you know, they munch them. I've seen, um, when I was in China, I saw, <clears throat> went to the market and there was this big warehouse and uh, they had like they had live fish in these big big barrels and everything, which was kind of pretty standard. And um, then they had like a big kind of like beef section where these guys with huge cleavers were cutting up all the meat and everything. <laughs> this whole bit of the podcast is like a vegetarian's nightmare. <laughs> um, <clears throat> and so they you know they had all the guys prepping it, and there was fucking blood all over the floor and fucking intestines everywhere. It was really weird. And then at the back of the thing, this was Kat's idea to go in there because I did not want to go in there. They had the dogs, which, um, you know, a lot of people sort of get, see it on Facebook and stuff and trying to get China to change laws so people can't eat dogs and things like that, which is, you know, fine. But you are you are encroaching on another person's culture and they will not change no matter how many Americans or English or Europeans sign a petition going, you guys should fucking stop doing this because we like dogs and they're cute. You know, it's not going to change it. So yeah, the fucking dogs in the back and they were, oh man, that was, that was rough. Cause obviously, you know, you know me, I'm a, I'm an animal lover and I love my doggies. So that was, that was rough. Oh fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, no, no, should I, not have said that. No, no, I, I <laughs> that know was what you a mean. really bad pun, and I didn't even fucking mean it. <laughs> <laughs> I just glossed straight over it. That's funny. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was tough to watch. It really was. And I was. I saw it, and I was like, I want to leave. And Cat was like, Yeah, we should probably go. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. No. It's, you know. What's it? I was going to say. Oh, was it you? What is it you guys say? Different strokes for different folks. Is that right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, yeah, yeah. That would definitely apply there. Yeah, exactly. I mean, they had, they had like, because <laughs> we eat rabbit in England. You know, people go out, they shoot wild rabbit, and then they they will cook them and have them for dinner. Um, the the rabbits they had in China <laughs> were the very sweet, fluffy white bunnies that you see in all the TV commercials. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's what they eat they don't eat the the stringy brown ones that we have over here they've been running around a field for all their life they're, they've again cages nice fluffy bunnies <laughs> they're for the chopping block it's fucking Big floppy eared, eared variety and it's like yeah that's not the ones that we eat <laughs> yeah yeah it was it was a bit of a shock to the system i've got to admit oh my god yeah, but I mean, that is always one of the fascinating things about China, where it's like, you know, that's, I remember hearing about that when I was a kid. It's like, oh, they eat dogs. And 
Yeah, that's. I there, can't um, imagine that. I just there's just some things where it's like food wise, it's like I want to be adventurous and I want to try things from different cultures. But there's just some things that I would absolutely draw the line on. Where it's like yeah. no matter what, I I just couldn't see myself fucking trying that. No, no, I couldn't. I couldn't eat a dog um, for definite. Uh, I'm trying to think, it's not many animals I wouldn't eat to be honest, but dogs definitely the main one. Yeah, I, I don't know if I could bring myself to eat bugs. Yeah, like, bugs are okay. I'd have, to be, I'd have to be in a fucking survival scenario. Like, like when I was younger and I used to watch Fear Factor, like that was the mm-hmm. one thing where it's like it's not an issue of fear. I'm not afraid to eat a bug. It's it's more. It's like I'm not gonna fucking sully my dignity and eat something that's fucking. I'm not gonna crunch through a hard carapace and fucking eat that. Like fuck that. If it has yeah, a fucking those- exoskeleton, I don't want anything to fucking do with it. Yeah, the guy, but the, the fucking things they eat on Fear Factor, they're always alive, oh, which is, God. you know, whichever way, whichever way you look at it, if it's a bug or not, that is fucking mean, you know? <laughs> yeah. At least, at least cook it or kill it first and not have it bitten in half by some fucking arsehole that wants $100,000. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It you might be Joe a cockroach. Rogan in your face screaming, you can do it! <laughs> you're not helping joe you're not helping my fucking conscience here son of a bitch yeah no it's it's odd i don't you know i, I mean as far because i eat, i will basically eat fucking any kind of animal but it has to be treated well it's like i don't buy danish pork because i know the pigs that they breed are kept in little like fenced off things which are bare they're just wide enough for them to stand or something and they're like one of the the biggest like bacon um importers like around the world like loads of people buy danish bacon because that's like one of their main sources of income i don't buy danish bacon i only buy british bacon because i know that the pigs are kept in a nice you know fucking environment and that's just the way it goes till they're shot in the head for food obviously but you know, factory farming's fucking dark. It is, it is, it's it's a, it's a bit messed up. So like we don't buy, we always buy free range eggs. We don't, we buy um, chickens, which are they have an RSPB um, certificate, which is like the like protection uh, royal uh, RSPB Royal Protection for the Bird Society or something. But like they go around and they check these farms and they make sure that the, the chickens are well looked after and they've got enough room and all that sort of shit. So we always buy those ones. Whereas you you know if you want to buy two chickens for like five dollars or whatever or five pounds over here, um, you can you can get the battery hens if you want to. You know that's that's the choice that you make. But you know that's that's not for us. So like, we often buy stuff from our local butcher and things as well because at least we know where it's coming from. They're local guys, and I fucking talk to them every day. That's just you know if I'm going to be a meat eater, at least I want to be a responsible meat eater. Yeah, yeah. No, I hear that, and that's one of those things where like hardcore vegans will piss me off when they start getting down on people who are like into hunting and stuff like that because it's like mm-hmm. honestly. Like that's the best death that that deer can possibly suffer is an ethical shot from like a good hunter because that deer's just going to be walking around and all of a sudden it's just going to have a little bit of a jump and be like, what the fuck was that? And it's like, that was an arrow passing through your vital organs and it's going to take a few stops, a few steps and it's just going to drop. And, and deer is delicious. It is really fucking good. (laughs) Yeah. My dad takes a couple of them a year and I usually beg some venison from him. Yeah. Wow, venison. <laughs> it's oh my good god. Stuff. Bambi, yummy, but, yummy. But like, yeah, yeah, but I grew up around hunting, you know, and I yeah, I grew up 
I grew up around that sort of mentality. Like when I was old enough to reach the cleaning table, like that's when I learned, or when I was tall enough to reach the cleaning table, that's when I learned how to clean fish. Yeah. And so from like a very young age, I was, I knew how to fucking handle a fillet knife and I knew how to clean a catfish. And then that turned into me learning how to, you know, go hunting and fucking kill squirrels and rabbits and then fucking pheasants and ducks and shit. Yeah. And then no, by, by the time I got older, my, my first deer I shot, that bummed me out. And so yeah. the, then I quit hunting, but. Oh, you quit? Yeah. But, well, mostly it was kind of like a, I didn't really have as much time to do it, but then I, I did feel the first deer I shot was a button buck. And so it was right. like just out of its spots and that was in right. youth season. So I shot it when I was 12 Oh, and dude. yeah, it might've been a little too young, but I've also been super introspective my whole life too. And so the fact that I then thought about it a whole lot probably didn't help. Right. <laughs> but, but it's like, well, if my dad's getting a couple deer a year, I can just, you know, when I want venison, I can generally ask him for some. Yeah. And, and mostly these days he gets it all just ground up and he makes like chili out of it. Oh, and so exclusively that's what he does with his venison. But I remember he used to get like uh, like Italian sticks and summer sausage and stuff made out of it. Yeah, God damn, that shit was fucking good. <laughs> but anymore, so he's nice. like, he's like, do you know how much the, the meat locker charges for that? And I'm like, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> you're ruining it, Dad. You're ruining it. Fucking grinding it up into chili. <laughs> Jesus Christ! It's a goddamn that's... good chili that he makes. With it. Oh, I will give yeah, him that. I bet. I bet. Oh man. Yeah, because I, I knew. That I, you, I remember you mentioning before that you like did hunting and stuff, but I, we haven't really spoken about it at all. Yeah, I, I haven't gone hunting in a really long time. But I mean, I'd be open to doing it just to have like you know that really good meat that I knew was taken in an ethical manner and you know all that shit because i do i like the convenience of the meat counter at the grocery store but when it comes down to it i don't like the ground beef that i bought earlier today at the grocery store i don't really know where that came from no no exactly i mean for me i think you know it's it's a touchy subject for some people but we um, might piss some people off and you know what fucking email me and if you're a shit about it (laughs) i'm gonna fucking tear you up on the fucking podcast so just (laughs) forewarned (laughs) no it's you know for, for me it's not it's not the whole kind of I think that it's important if this is only for for meat eaters this is only for meat eaters I genuinely believe that anyone that is good, like kids probably around like 16 years old in this country they should be taken on I reckon they should honestly be taken on a hunt or they should be taken to a slaughterhouse because at that age they probably know themselves well enough to make a decision on whether or not they want to eat meat because I think it's important that people understand how one how it's treated and how it's killed and where it comes from because you know you in the end of the day you're putting it in your body and if you're anything like me you know I'm a, I'm a big cuddly bear and I fucking love everyone and I, I I love animals and creatures and and you know all living things except cats I fucking hate cats um <laughs> <laughs> and spiders they can fuck off as well anyway yeah, um, I don't like spiders no um you know, it's it's important because if you if you have that feeling, you know that you, you share empathy with with creatures and stuff. If you are going to be a meat eater, you should definitely learn where it comes from. You should also learn the process of how everything is, you know, is killed and m- m- probably even butchered. Because um, I remember I was at work and uh, one of the guys <laughs> he just got his van MOT'd, uh, like which is uh, like getting it like. Uh, you know, up to spec and everything. Do you have MOTs in the US? I don't think you do, do you? 
Uh, if we do, we could just call it by a different name. Like, like he had to like go like and make sure it passed like safety inspection or something like that. Or yeah, yeah, and like emissions and make sure the tires are okay, all the electrics are working, all that sort of stuff. Um, so that we have to do that every year over here. Oh um, wow. Yeah, so that that because I know that some of the fucking bangers I saw on Pimp My Ride, I'm just like, that is illegal. How can they be driving that? Um, <laughs> That's America. Yeah, <laughs> we don't so, have MOTs. We definitely don't do that. Okay, yeah. So you go for an MOT. You normally it depends what, what kind of car it is or like how bad it is or whatever. But you'll have to get it repaired. So he had his MOT. Spent about a thousand pounds getting his van up to spec, and then two days later he was driving to work and he hit a deer. Um, and fucking smashed the side of his van and everything. And he was super pissed off. And uh, he came in. I was like, yeah, fucking dear. It's just around the corner, blah, blah, blah. And we were like, did it die? And he went, yeah, yeah. It was like, you know, bang, it was gone. And, uh, and we said, where's the trailer? So we went <laughs> the trailer up and went back and we went and got it. Um, because in the UK, if you hit a deer, you can't pick it up for yourself, but the next person can pick it up and you can use it for food. That's what a law, apparently. Um, so one of the guys we worked with went around the corner, picked it up, and then me and my dad, we, we skinned it. We, you know, we prepped it and everything. And one of the guys that I worked with, his name was Wayne, and he's, um, you know, he's, he's like a, an amateur boxer. Uh, he's like a massive sports guy. Like he loves football and he plays for the local team. And, you know, so he's smoking shit loads of cigarettes and he's really buff. And uh, he's a proper like manly sort of like man's man. And um, he was super interested. He really wanted to know like, uh, you know, the process and all that sort of stuff. Um, and, you know, he eats burgers and meat all the time. So I've, we figured, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll educate Wayne. We'll show him what to do. You know, who knows? Maybe he'll, he'll know the right thing to do if it ever came down to it. Um, so, you know, we've got the deer. And uh, this was on, like, uh, you know, like a building site after hours in the woods. So, you know, we weren't, like, <laughs> encroaching on anyone's time or anything like that. But there was no table or anything. So we had to, you know, uh, like, tie it by its legs and hang it up. And I had to like, uh, like cut its throat to bleed it, and then my dad carried on and like you know took all the innards out and all that sort of stuff, and then we started skinning it. Um, and when I, when I cut this deer's neck, uh, Wayne basically fell over himself. <laughs> he kind of like just kind of collapsed in on himself into a ditch and immediately vomited. And um, I was like, you're right, mate. And he was like, I've never seen this before. And I was like, well, it's good to learn because this is where, this is what happens to basically all of your food. And, um, and then my dad, like, you know, cut open the stomach and everything. And when the fucking smell hit Wayne, he had to leave. He went like white. He started sweating. He'd already thrown up everything out of his stomach from the whole like bleeding. Um, and he was just like dry reaching as he went back to his car. But this is the sort of thing that, you know, people, the people that do eat meat, they don't get to see. Yeah. And, and I think that it's important that people should see that so they can make an informed choice. Because if you don't have the stomach for that, and you think, well, I just feel bad for the animal, then you probably shouldn't be eating meat. And if kids got shown that sort of thing, then that, you have a lot more vegetarians. I can pretty much guarantee it. You know, you wouldn't like. I couldn't imagine what I would be like if I was. Well, I could if I was sixty and I was taken to a sort of house because I knew it all anyway. But you know, if I was a kid that had never been hunting, had never like prepped any animals or anything like that, and I'd gone to a sort of house and see them bolt the cows, I'm pretty damn sure I become. A, I would have become a vegetarian. 
Yeah, I mean, I could see it happening. It's, you know, it's that's real life. Like, if you if you do want to eat a living thing, that means yeah, it's got to have fucking guts that you're going to pull out, and you're going to get your hands really yep. messy cleaning it and stuff. And yep, you know, in in just experiencing all that myself at such a young age, I never really thought much of it. But like no, as you were talking about it, I was like, yeah, that is a pretty normal. That should be your normal reaction. Whereas, yeah, like, exactly. you, I got re- memories of like drunken rednecks down along the river, like cleaning a fucking catfish that turned out to be a pregnant female, and then being like, "Hey, caviar," oh. and like fucking eating oh. the eggs, <laughs> and then seeing the same guy fucking barfing five minutes later <laughs> the fucking bank, and like laughing about it when I was like a little fucking kid. Yeah. You know, I, th- I think we were brought up wrong. I really do. <laughs> you and me, we're just like <laughs> I think we're sociopaths in giant, like cuddly bear form. <laughs> right. You never know. <laughs> yeah, it's exactly the same. You know, I got I got taught to hunt when I was a kid. Um, shotguns is what we use over here because you, you need a special license for rifles and all that sort of stuff. So we had shotguns, and like I, I'm to say, I grew up on a farm. Every weekend, I spent at my my nan's farm, and we'd go like rabbit hunting we would do pheasants and if i if i if i killed something then i would be the one that would have to prep it you know that's how we that's how we did it so that's how i learned and i was doing that from when i was probably about 12 or 13 so it's not it's not anything unusual to me which is why i i gave people a warning you know that they might not like what we're talking about but to me and obviously to you it's not a big deal because I know that that animal was killed humanely. I know that I'm treating it with as much respect as I possibly can. And I'm definitely going to eat it. And I never fucking waste anything either, which I think is incredibly important. You know, like this, this whole thing of like, like we were talking about like foie gras and all that sort of shit, like, you know, torturing an animal to get, to get food out of it just because, you know, it's decadent or whatever. That's fucking, it's insane. It's bullshit. You know, it's, I know I say it's a lot, but I don't fucking understand. I don't get it. Like I, I want, I would love people to actually kind of like learn about the process and stuff because then they can make that informed decision. And then you might get people like you and me that it's not, they don't mind it. And also people that have like, you know, respect for the animal. They're the ones that are going to treat it the best. And they're the ones that are going to, you know, use everything they can. Yeah, you're absolutely right. I mean, it re- when you when you l- actually experience it on the ground level and you know all the work that goes into it, there is a level of respect that just comes along with it. Yeah. And yeah. It, it would always piss me off when I'd be a kid and I'd like meet other people that like didn't have that sort of respect and it's like, dude, you're sullying the name of of like good hunters. Or you're you yeah. know, so like the people who are stupid with firearms. It's like you're you're fucking ruining it for everybody and Unfortunately, in America, there's just way too many fucking stupid people with access to guns. And oh, don't start talking about that. <laughs> we don't need to get into that if you don't want to. <laughs> there was there was there's a couple of things I've had in the back of my head, which is we we're not going to do politics because we did that last time, <laughs> and we're not going to do religion because we did that last time. But I do find it funny that almost every single start cast. It ends up in politics and religion. I know with people always want to talk about it, and it's like, all right, I don't fucking talk about it with you. Let's do it. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. I just, I just think it's really interesting because again, it was like something that I said when we spoke last. Man, is you know, people don't 
a lot of people don't fucking share their thoughts on that anymore because they're fucking afraid. Yeah. You know, whatever they think. You know, if they're, if they're left, if they're right, if they're if they're Christian, Muslim, Catholic, it doesn't matter. They're they're afraid that people from a different religion or a different fucking political viewpoint are going to go, no, fuck you. Yeah. But you should be able to talk about it. It's fucking crazy. You should be able to talk. And you should be able to actually have a conversation about it. Because people who try and engage in that sort of conversation in comment fields on Facebook, that's not where that conversation can take place. Mm. But I'm still waiting for the day to have a guest on. Because it isn't like I fucking research people before I have them on or anything like that. I'm waiting for the day to come on where I have a guest that's like a hardcore Trump supporter. And I would be like, okay, please tell me about this because I can't fucking relate to that at all. And it hasn't happened yet, but someday it might. If I have enough different random people (laughs) on, someone's going to come on and fucking tell me that and be like, wow. Okay, let's keep in mind, I respect your opinion, but please explain this to me. Yeah, like, it, it, like I said to you before, the logical side of podcast, I, w- I would hope that it would shine through and you wouldn't just call them a cunt and then just get rid of them. <laughs> no, no, that'd be horrible. <laughs> I would. I, I'd feel so badly awful. about myself. Because like, the, the only way that I would actually do that is if someone came on here and started doing like serious like hate speech of some sort. And that'd be like, oh, okay, yeah. dude, I'm going to have to cut you off. I, like, I'll give platforms to lots of things, but you you're not going to fucking sit there and tell me that white people are cooler than every other fucking race because of reason a b or c it's like, like if, I, I don't know maybe that would be interesting way to just get kind of understand that mindset a little bit better it's like we're, we're talking about fucking the amount of pigment in your skin like what the fuck are you talking about but that's yeah that's, comes down to why i've never really been able to understand racist because it's for me, I judge people individually, and it's and when I hate someone on an individual basis, it's for sp- very specific reasons. That has to yeah, do with because they're an asshole. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. And I'll tell you all the reasons why I specifically don't like that person. But I'm not dumb enough to think that an entire group of people are all going to exhibit that same trait. So yeah, it all just comes to being open minded, you know. Yeah, someone called me a racist once. What? Yeah, they called me a racist. Not on Facebook or anything, actually face-to-face. They were like, I like him because he's fucking from Thailand. That's what it is, isn't it? And I went, no, I don't like him because he's a fucking asshole." <laughs> and that was, that was when we were traveling. It was like, this guy was like an absolute piece of shit. He was incredibly rude, and he was taking the piss out of me and Kat and all the rest of it. And I didn't throw a racial slur at him or anything like that. I just had a right go at him. He didn't understand what the hell I was saying because, you know, he's from he's from Thailand and I was speaking English because I can't swear in Thai, unfortunately. But I wish I could. <laughs> and, yeah, everyone was like, well, don't have a go at him just because, you know, and I, I, just, I just went, I'm not. I'm having a go at him because he's a fucking piece of shit. That's why. <laughs> oh, God, fucking people. <laughs> I don't know. Dude, that yeah, was no, my I, mantra I'll, all through the morning. I fucking hate people. <laughs> Yeah, sitting there in the assembly. Oh my god! <laughs> well, then I'm <laughs> losing your mind. Fucking walking around the grocery store and then the hardware store and everywhere. See, now we're moving back in. <laughs> we're moving back into the. Yeah, that's it. We're going full circle. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, man, something I wanted to put right. Actually, um, some people obviously didn't understand. I said about last episode. I said um, about how uh, Luther Shaver said. Um, he said, I am truly colorblind. That's what he said. And this is exactly how I said it on the show. Luther didn't say that to me. 
he was talking about himself. Yeah. <laughs> because, and, and, I, and it obviously got misconstrued because oh. it was like, but I, wasn't talk, I wasn't saying Luther paid me an incredibly huge compliment to that to me. He was saying it about himself because of the way that he was oh. brought up. Yeah, that's and, the way I took it when you said was, it. So. Yeah, exactly. That's, what I, that's how I thought it came out. <laughs> Apparently, some people didn't get the memo. But um, yeah, it's... Um, but yeah, that is that is a beautiful thing for him to say, you know. It's and that's exactly how he is. He's just he just takes people, you know, as as individuals, and you know that's that's uh, how like you were saying. That's how you see it, and that's how I see it. And to fucking hate someone for, you know, having a different skin color, like you said, having a different pigmentation in their skin, is insane. And I can't wait for the day. That everyone has had like l- like you know generations of like mixed race couples, and then we're just all like they look we all look tanned, you know. It's all just kind of like everyone looks exactly the damn same, and then you can't say I fucking like hate people from you know Africa or Japan or England or whatever. I fucking hate them because everyone will look the damn same. It'd be mm. brilliant. That's when we'll all get the silver jumpsuits. Yeah, that's. Oh, I reckon it might be a bit later than that, and it will be when. <laughs> We've all we're all just beings of pure energy, which is just like a big floating consciousness. That's probably <laughs> when it will be. You know, we're actually going to have to evolve into a different state of like physical manifestation before anyone fucking realizes we're actually all the damn same. <sighs> you know, it's gonna take a big thing like that to fucking wake people up. Yeah, yeah. I mean, just the yeah the amount of pettiness that so many people can get tripped up on. It's like, would you fucking just take a moment to look at the big picture? Just mm. fucking go outside at night on a fucking clear night and just look at the stars. Like, and if that doesn't fucking blow your mind, you're not, you're not thinking about it the right way. I was <laughs> <laughs> just thinking about an idiot going out and just like going, well, I don't know what he was talking about. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's just stars. <laughs> See the big dipper. It doesn't mean shit. <laughs> do you think people some people are just stupid or do you think that you do think that you don't think that if you educate them like enough from like a young age that they will actually you know be normal i don't know i'd I'd like to think that that it would be possible and and maybe that's the way maybe that's the reason that some people do just seem to have a nine volt brain is just because they weren't raised in an environment that taught them to think critically and to question authority and you know, fucking think for yourself. Don't just accept things at face value. Like yeah. if somebody in charge says, this is the way it is. I've always been the type of person where it's like, I'm going to need a little bit of a follow up there. I'm going to need to, ex- you explain to me, you know, I, I don't do it in, in, as far as my job goes, because it's like, you know, I don't want to fucking toe the line of insubordination. But yeah. I mean, that's different too. I'm not doing my job because it's fucking awesome. I'm doing my job because they fucking pay me and I live in a fucking society where I got to fucking pay money for shit. And this is just <laughs> yeah. the, the fucking shit deal that we got right now that we spend the best years of our life toiling towards fucking cancer. Oh God, don't. Yeah. I'm sorry. I think that. I'm I literally, sorry. It's fine. <laughs> I, I think that like. More negativity. <laughs> I think that like every day when I go to work, I'm like, why am I doing this? Yeah. yeah. Have you ever read Walden by no. Henry David Thoreau? Nope. Yeah. It'll, it'll don't because <laughs> it'll really <laughs> resonate with you and you'll be like, God damn dude. I mean, cause okay. So Henry David Thoreau was a transcendentalist and he basically just sold everything he had and he went out and he built a little cottage in the woods 
on next to this pond called Walden Pond. And he just spent a bit of time away from society, just kind of living by himself, like growing his own beans and everything. And he wrote the whole time he was doing it. And so it's a big essay on, you know, what the fuck are we doing in these cities? Yeah. Basically, what what are we doing, like, toiling so hard towards a future that is so uncertain? Like, truly spending the best years of your life. You know, I mean, retirement, it's like, yeah, it's a nice idea. But it, by the time in America, it's like you're in your late 60s by the time you retire. Yep. And uh, I don't know. It's always just been kind of sad to me. Yeah, no, it is. It's, uh, you know, that's the, the, the way the system works is uh, it's incredibly depressing. Yeah. But, but I also <laughs> like, the, I like the benefits of, of this society that we live in. I like modern medicine. I like being able to just get in my car and drive somewhere and get there easily. You know, it's it's nice to be able to go to a grocery store and just buy food that I can then put in my refrigerator with my house that has running water and electricity and you know, it's cool in the summer and it's hot in the winter. And that's fucking nice, but we do pay a bit of a price for it. Yeah, your life is what you pay. <laughs> it really it really is cuz when when anthropologists when they talk about the levels of happiness that say the average person in like America or England has. And when you compare that average amount of happiness of say like a hunter gatherer tribe where it's like, yeah, they might spend three to four hours a day, you know, gathering food and doing what they need to do to survive. But they're also part of an incredibly tight knit community. And that's the way that whether you want to fucking think this way or not, that's the way that we have like socially evolved to where that's why they're so fucking happy. Because life is clear cut for them, you know they yeah. don't have do th- these weird stresses that we have. Yeah. Do you think that you could like do that? Do you think that it's, say if there was like a like a commune or something like near where near where you live, uh, out in the wilderness, and they like had like a, a baker and a butcher and hunters and you know and 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 everything was kind of covered, but there was like no electricity. Do you reckon that you would be able to do that? Do you think you you could move in and you, that you would be happy just sort of like hunting just for food? Like you've got like a, you know, like a spring for water and all the rest of it, but you've got no lights, you've got no internet, you've got no phones, anything like that. Do you reckon you'd be able to do that? Uh, I could do it for like a period of time, but I would not want to okay. sign on for it to be forever. There's, I'm, I'm too corrupted by the world that we live in. There's, yeah, there's, we're just too spoiled. We, we, I really am. There's too many things I would miss. You know, it's like, like where, where, how am I going to read the next issue of Saga living on fucking Frontier Town? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, how am I going to deal with the fact that if our group's, one of our chief exports isn't deodorant, how am I going to deal with all these smelly motherfuckers? <laughs> <laughs> you know, there's just too many things that I'm spoiled on to where it's like, yeah. I, I could do that because that's, that was one of the things that I loved so much about climbing is that I had no problem at all sitting in the dirt, spending all day out in the woods. But at the end of the day, I can go home and take a hot shower, <laughs> you know, and you know, yeah. there's just and modern conveniences that I want. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's, it's crazy, man. Because I was, it, I, I was in, uh, where was it? It was Vietnam. No, 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 shit. No, Cambodia. I was in Cambodia and I got to see the um, stilt village that um, is in Tomb Raider. Uh, so it's all these like it's this whole like town which is <clears throat> like made of wooden buildings 
and they're all on these stilts and they basically stick out of this like this river that leads into one of it's one of the biggest like water like uh like masses like one of the biggest lakes on the planet and it's the same thing that you're saying about lake michigan is that you can you look over the lake and there's just nothing there you know it's like being at the sea like you're saying and we got to go around there on this little boat which had a car engine which someone had obviously like taken out of like a pickup or something and they put it in the back of this big canoe and then Jesus. they're like um you know like connect like welded like a prop shaft to it with like a propeller That's mad Max and um shit. Yeah, exactly. So we got to go on that and we got taken around the village and we got to have lunch there and all that sort of stuff. And I just saw these kids and they were running through their house to like this big kind of like awning area. And then they were just jumping from from their house like into the river. And there was probably about like six of them and they were just having like the best time <laughs> just like jumping off of their houses into the water. But they did have electricity and they did have internet because you could get like Wi-Fi in, in the places you could eat and stuff like that. So it was, it was a very basic way of living, but it also had like all these like creature comforts that everyone else kind of takes for granted. Now it was really, it was so weird and interesting to see this like kind of like amalgamation of um like, you know, probably what life was like about 50 years ago, but also mixed in with all the technology that we have today. It was really odd, but it was fucking brilliant. <laughs> it was like everyone just was so damn happy, and you know they would just they would just have their food, and then they could go and like like you said they'd go watch Stranger Things if they wanted to, or they'd get on the internet or whatever. So that that seemed like a really cool way of doing it. But you know their like lifestyle was obviously fed by a lot of tourism as well. So they still had jobs so to speak so you can't that's the thing you can't have both can you like you either either have a job and you you have what you want or you don't have a job and then you are going to be you know shirtless bear fighter in the woods hunting and killing and eating (laughs) yeah can you just take a quick pause my phone's just gone off yeah okay we're back i do not remember what we were talking about (laughs) stilt village stilt village that's the way my mom and dad's cabin is (laughs) it's it's up on on stilts it's right in a floodplain though what, in Cambodia? No, no, not in Cambodia. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that'd be a hell of a drive if you get there and realize that you left the fucking gas on at home or something like that. <laughs> fucking son of a bitch. <laughs> I'll be back in three days. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. No, see, now you're talking about this book and it makes me want to read it, but I know I don't want to read it. <laughs> I know. I've read some things and, like, you know. Have you read Breaking Open the Head? Have you read that? Uh-huh. Oh, God. No. Oh, so the other good throw <laughs> one that you should definitely read, and it's a shorter read, too. Read Civil Disobedience. Okay, what's that, that about? That one's really good. It's just about how sometimes it's necessary to to cause civil disobedience, to not do as you're told, to question authority. It's good shit. Yeah, I, I'm a to big Thrill fan. I, I haven't read it in a long time because every time I'd read Walden, I'd spend a month being like, why do we do this? <laughs> like, this isn't good. Yeah, I definitely don't need help thinking that because I think that every fucking day anyway. So. Yeah, oh, I was going to say, man, you, the last episode you did with the guys, do a conspiracy theory episode. <laughs> it was so much fun. Oh, my God. That just... <laughs> what? <laughs> it was so fucking weird. Did you? I can't remember. Did you talk about the 
the like the the plane trails did you talk about that as well yeah yeah the plane contrails tra- yeah. people thinking that yes, it, that it's uh uh like some the scheme. skies with mind controlling <laughs> chemicals and shit it's like oh my god yeah i don't remember if if anyone believed that or not i can't remember but there were some things in there that was like what is going on now if if i'm remembering correctly it was like really the only things that we were pretty much all on board about i'm gonna say eric wade was super skeptical about every one of them but i think a lot of us were like really on board with okay yeah maybe there are aliens i mean well you know definitely there's other life in the galaxy there's just too much there's just too much fucking space out there for it not to be the case but it's like it, it as far as like you know, like, I don't know if I'm fully on board with Tom DeLong in saying, yes, they are here. They have been here for a long time. The government, <laughs> a multinational, you know, conglomerate is like covering it all up and they do deals with the aliens and stuff. And it's like, wow, I don't know about that one. But, but oh, yeah, that, that group episode was fun, dude. And like, I've already had lots of different people message me being like, okay, when you do the next one, I want to be on. So apparently more people want to talk conspiracy stuff. So. <laughs> And so I'm like, every single one of them, I'm like, I'm game, you're on the list. <laughs> awesome. So it was really weird, because after I listened to that episode, I, w- I went on YouTube, and I, I think I looked up conspiracy theories or something, and one of the videos was, um, like, top 10 celebrities that believe crazy theories or something. <laughs> and one of them, I can't remember who the fuck it was, it might be Megan Fox, or it was someone like that, um, they believe the Bigfoot exists. And and I was like, why are they on this list? Because surely, and she just she made a really good point. I'm not a big fan of Megan Fox at all, but she said she just went to the interviewer. So you're telling me that there's no possibility that there is a um, a bipedal species out there that no one knows about, and the guy couldn't answer her question, couldn't answer it. And because I actually watched a documentary about like hunting Bigfoot and they found a new fucking species, which lives like in, a, in and around Russia or something. And it's like this, this bear, like, um, like a white face, like it's, the fur on its, like, its head is white and it, it walks like on its hind legs. And it's like some weird fucking like offshoot of oh, what, what the fuck it was now. Shit. It's not a Kodiak, that's you guys. But it, it's this like huge bear that that they had. They found they found the DNA and all of that sort of stuff. And there's like reference of it in all these books. And I think it's like in the Him- it's in the Himalayas. That's where it is. Oh, okay. And um, yeah. And it, it, I can't try to remember the. I, I will find the name of the documentary. And I will send it to you because it's super nice. interesting. Because they have a group in the Himalayas and they have a group like in the Rockies or something. And the guy in the Rockies is nuts, obviously. <laughs> And he even says that he can talk like the Bigfoot, and yeah. and and apparently Bigfoot sound like this. <laughs> That's what Bigfoot sound like, apparently. Yeah, that guy's full and of shit. There's the- no other way around it. Like like yeah. the the term Sasquatch expert. No, that doesn't exist. <laughs> you might as well be a fucking unicorn expert. It's like people taking L. Ron That's Hubbard weird. seriously. It's like that guy wrote so much fucking fiction, and then all of a sudden, yeah, but he's going to come up with a religion that's true. Oh, oh Jesus Christ! Were you guys born at night? My so, God, that's, <laughs> that's the level of stupidity in people that I dislike. Yes. Have you watched the Louis Theroux documentary called My Scientology Movie? Have no, you seen that? The, the only Scientology documentary I've seen was Going Clear, and that one scared the shit out of me. Yeah, it's terrifying, yeah. man. It, 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 this is really cool because it was Cat recorded it, and we were watching it the other day, and um, it has him. What he's trying to do, 
is he's trying to make a movie about Scientology. And if you know Louis Theroux at all, have you heard of him? Yeah. Yeah. So he's like, he's like this British documentary maker and he, he like, I say infiltrates, but he doesn't. He, he's a really nice, polite guy. And he asks these hard questions that, that a lot of like, you know, the public would know about these groups. And then, but because he's so genuine with people most of the time, the, the the people that he kind of talks to, they will just tell him stuff. So he's done, he did one on the porn industry. He did one on like the like WWE wrestling. He did one with um, some fucking um, oh, like Nazis, basically. Um, he did one with like a group of like rednecks. He did one with like people in Harlem and stuff like that. And just to sort of like try and break down a few barriers. And so he wanted to do one about like something. So the film ended up being how he couldn't make a film about Scientology because it's such a guarded thing that no one would talk to him about anything. And he just got threatened. And, you know, they they do that whole thing where they, like, film you and stuff. Yes, they film you back. Yeah, so, like, they would be filming him. And then immediately, as soon as someone started filming him, he had this technique which he would pull his phone out and he would start filming them. And they would be, they would be saying, "Why are you filming here?" And he would go, "Well, why are you filming me?" And he like he would never lose his cool. And it was just crazy that they got. Um, I think he hired an actor who looks like he looked like kind of like the, one of the head guys out of Scientology. So he had this guy with him at all times, and just in case he could fool people to believe that this actor was, you know, their, their, <laughs> their guy. So that he was okay to speak to. And this actor got accosted in an airport when he was about to fly out by three Scientologists, two of which had cameras. And one of them was just like spouting horrible things at him, like telling him he, he was nothing. And, and then they like grouped around him and it's all filmed from his phone. Cause he, he wanted to get some evidence for Louis. And um, they're just uh, apparently in, in this, this documentary, they're taught to intimidate people in that way, in this weird, like bullying way, and uh, and try like shut you down and uh, and face off to you. They're actually trained to do that to try and keep people at bay and to stop people from fucking investigating. Yeah. Them. It's, it's oh my god, it's so interesting. Oh, yeah. And, yeah, I, and that right there—that's the I, hallmark of a legitimate religion. I was so amazed that I, it genuinely makes me want to drop the money so I could get on the first level of Scientology <laughs> so I could see what the hell's going on. Dude, yeah, wow. it's, it's, it's so fucked up. Um, the, and, and that right there, that is why I always tell people and I always will question authority. Find out yeah. for yourself. Don't, don't take everything at face value because a lot of the, information that you're getting comes from sources where they have a vested interest in making you believe one side or the other. And until you do until you look into both sides and, and figure it out for yourself, it's it's fucking crap show. It's a crap shoe, dude. Yeah. Oh man. That was, uh, yeah, it's called, yeah. Louis Theroux's Scientology movie or how I made a Scientology movie, but it's, but he couldn't make it because he couldn't get any straight answers from anyone <laughs> and just got, threatened and followed everywhere that uh, that he went and I, in it wasn't in would you say the other one was in the clear going clear going clear that isn't that is that the one about the, the the like husband and wife that were scientologists and then they kind of left and then they kind of get stalked everywhere they yeah go. they, they talked to lots of different people in it 
Um, that was the one yeah. where it had it had actual footage of like a, a award ceremony or something going on in Scientology where they presented Tom Cruise with some fucking award and it basically looked like <laughs> a that. big gold like medallion thing and it, yeah. it was all set up like the Oscars and David Miscavige yeah. was up there shaking his hand and then there was a big oil painting of L. Ron Hubbard off to the side and they both turned around after shaking hands and saluted it and said to LRH and I'm like, wow, this wow. is fucking nutty. <laughs> They're fucking saluting an oil painting of the guy who wrote that awful fucking book that they turned into the Travolta movie. Like, what was that Battlefield Earth or something like that? Yeah. Ugh. <laughs> Ugh. I don't believe anything written by that goofy motherfucker. And when you see pictures of the guy, he was always like, he told all these fucking lies about himself. Like, he said that he was like a distinguished officer, boat captain in the Navy or something like that. And then and going clear, they're actually like, go through and look up his military records and like, oh no, he was a jack off and he was fucking dishonorably discharged. You know, like this sort of shit. Like, I don't know how accurate that is. I don't retain everything, but, <laughs> but like I was saying, you know, like if you want to be freaked out by Scientology, watch going clear. Like if you have a, if you have access yeah, to I'm- HBO go or HBO now or something, I'm pretty sure you can get it on there. Cause I was thinking it was originally released on HBO. Yeah, I'm sure I've seen it. I just didn't remember the name. Because that was the first time I ever saw like the tactics that they used and everything. And they had this family that left, and they would like, like basically like picket their house, and they would follow them everywhere with cameras, and and just like go and like th- threaten them, but not like in a direct way, you know, in this really kind of weird passive aggressive way. And I honestly don't consider Scientology a religion, even though I know that it is yeah. Yeah. technically. But it, but it's it's not. No, it's not. I, I'm <laughs> right with you, dude. It's so it's so weird. <laughs> it's like stranger than anything else I've ever heard. <laughs> like not just like the origins of it, but the way that that people like react to other people. It's so fucking crazy. And it, the problem, I mean, the problem is because you people like Louis can't get in there to sort of ask some questions and things like that. It just makes it even more intriguing. I, I want to know what the hell's going on. I want to know like why people wanted to go there in the first place. I want to know like what the ins and outs of, uh, you know, the, their beliefs are. I, and I want to, I want to see all this, like this fucking, you know, this st- strange training of how they like bully people and stuff like that. It's so fucking insane. Yeah. Well, that, to me, that should be the biggest indicator of whether religion is good or not. And like, if you have questions like, wow, okay, I'm wrapped up in a religion. Um, I'm viewing it from the inside. Is what we're doing here good or bad? Look at the way that you guys treat outsiders. Look at the way you treat questions. That sort of shit. And then it's like, are we using our religion in a good way that helps people? Or are we using our religion in a way that we're looking down on people that don't think the same things as us. And we're using our religion as a club to beat them over the head with. And it's like, <laughs> and I, I've always had problems with systems of control though. And that's something that, that anybody that's known me for, especially from positions of authority, especially like from a kid on up is like, I do not like getting fucking told what to do unless I understand no. what the reasoning is. And, and I'm on board with you. <laughs> But, you know, that's why I'm drawn to, like, all sorts of, like, that's probably one of the reasons that, like, rock climbing was real appealing to me. It's because I'm out in the woods and I'm doing my own thing. Yeah, you know, sure. It's, it's, a, it's an outsider sport of some sort, but. 
yeah, most definitely. I actually got told on my school report they actually put uh, does not. Oh, fuck, what was it? I'm trying to remember the exact words. It just said does not respect authority. <laughs> <laughs> that was actually on my school report. Because even as a kid, I asked questions, like help it. I, w- I would have to ask like in in science or or when we like sort of we did what was called PSE which is like political social education or something I w- I had to ask like why these things would happen or why you know like what the he- what were thinking sort of thing you know I would ask the teacher all these questions and I got in trouble because I would ask all these questions and they didn't like me questioning what they were telling yeah. me it was like this is school to learn and this is the stuff that I've really invested in <laughs> because I don't understand if I don't understand something I will ask a question about it that's how I'm fucking built I've always done it and I got in trouble for that which is fucking mad, man. You should be encouraging kids to ask questions about stuff, not just accept anything that they're oh, given. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm totally with you. <laughs> it, yeah, yeah, it is. Mm. I just don't like it. Like, like the thought of me like being in the military <laughs> or something like that. It's like it, it, that would never work for me. No, I just yeah. I just I got to march to my own fucking drum. <laughs> whether it leads me to a fucking better place or not that's what i'm doing you're definitely gonna get in trouble either yeah, way probably. that's for sure okay one of the things that we gotta fucking talk about because i i know now the the clock is ticking <laughs> we have limited yeah. time left in our time together today but we gotta fucking talk about troll hunters because it didn't fucking yeah. come up once in the last episode and then we were messaging about it afterwards i'm like how the fuck did we not talk about that also, we were planning to talk about more travel today as well. We barely fucking spoke about that. <laughs> it's just the way it goes. That's like, like, yeah, uh, yeah like the, that group conspiracy episode. That was, I can't believe we actually, for the most part, stayed on topic. It was yeah, kind of fucking was crazy. <laughs> I was like, wow, this is, this is weird. yeah. And you're like, you think of anything, it'd go off the rails with more people involved. But, but yes, troll hunters, dude. So we got second season coming out real soon. Mm-hmm. What sort of shit do you think is going to go down in it? Ooh, well, there's a spoiler warning, obviously, yeah. for anyone that hasn't watched Troll Hunters. Um, I haven't got a fucking clue what's going to happen. I, I don't know either. <laughs> it's like, I, I know this next episode. Okay, so the first season of Troll Hunters went 26 episodes, and it was basically two seasons put together as one. And when you watch it, you can get yeah. that feeling also because episode 13 feels like a season finale. Episode 14 season yep. feels like a season opener. And, yep. um, and so we only got 13 episodes to go. And mm-hmm. I, it's like, I, I, I think that Jim is going like, I'm thinking he's going to be in the dark lands for the whole fucking episode or for the whole season. Yeah. I, yeah, I think so. And too. I'm thinking that maybe he's going to find allies to help him there, but then I know that we're also going to get plots that are taking place back in Arcadia with his friends having to fill in for him because now Troll Market doesn't have a troll hunter. Yeah. Now, did you, you watch the trailer, yeah? There's a trailer for it? I haven't seen it yet. Yeah, it's oh, on Netflix. Fuck, yeah, I'm going to have to look like, it up. Oh, okay. What's that? No, go ahead oh, and talk God, about no, it. I'm not a spoiler pussy at all, dude. <laughs> okay. You can have all the notes well, and tell me how the season's going to go, and I'll just sit here eating it up. <laughs> <laughs> well Arg isn't dead anymore what yeah oh. so they find a way to bring him back because he's in the damn trailer yes 
Dude, oh, that I makes know. me so happy. <laughs> oh, you have no idea. Okay, okay. So, yeah, we spoiled a little bit of something, but, you know, I don't know. If you've listened to every episode of Startcast and you went back and you listened to my Troll Hunters one, I, I fucking laid out, me and Dub laid out the entire fucking play-by-play of it anyway. <laughs> and I still watched it and I still fucking enjoyed it. It was amazing. But, yeah, yeah. So, you know, the, the I, I, I literally watched... The last episode of season one before we spoke because I wanted to kind of like just like rejog my memory in that, and I cried again when oh god, oh my stone. god, that is such an emotional punch because he's like my favorite fucking character in that. He's he's my favorite character too. I like him and I also like not Enrique. Yeah, quite a lot. <laughs> it's pretty funny. <laughs> it's just, but yeah, oh man, he's he was he's just so cool all the way through. And then they did that to us. But yeah, if you watch the trailer, you will see that he is back. Uh, you know, so obviously Arg, they're going to find a way to bring Arg back from being turned to stone. So that's definitely going to happen. Um, I think that now Jim has got the Eclipse armor. We're going to see some cool new powers and stuff as well, which will be really sweet because I've been because we only get to see him like unsheath or like materialize the sword at the end of the the last episode. Yeah. So um, yeah, God knows what that new armor is going to do. I have no idea. But uh, you get to see... Oh, I can't remember the main bad guy's name. Shit. Gun but you mark. get to see him, like... F- yes, you get to see him, like, full on in the trailer Ooh. as well. Yeah, he looks fucking amazing as well. Um, and as far as, like, um, sort of, like, the way they developed it and stuff, um, I watched, like, a, a few videos about it. And um, apparently they recorded 52 episodes worth of dialogue with all the cast and that includes anton as well Oh, nice so yeah so i i think that most of the time if not all of the time it will be anton yelchin voicing jim so we'll still get this is, season and another one with anton yelchin voicing jim oh yeah. good yeah. i thought he'd only very, recorded very very likely i didn't know it was all 50 you said 52 yeah 52 i didn't know it was all 52 that he had recorded that's good news yeah, they've been doing it for like they were recording for three years or something before they actually like brought the first series out. And you're completely correct. The 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 story arc is structured in thirteen episode like arcs. So that's why the first series ended on what well, didn't end, but you know, like it, right in the middle on the thirteen, it felt like the last episode. That's because that's the way it planned out, like all the way through. So I think this season will be thirteen. And then the next season, if they do another season, will be another 13, you know, if if we can. But I mean, they, they might they might try and like they might even do a shorter season, because if they have the lines from Anton, you know, all recorded and ready to go. I don't think that they will want to recast him after having, you know, however many, how much would that be? 39 episodes. You know, I don't think that they would want to like re-record with anyone else or recast yeah, because that's tough when you do that to a lead. Um, did you ever watch Spartacus yeah. when that was on Stars? Uh, no, that happened with with that show because the first season they had a guy playing Spartacus and he was awesome. I highly recommend the first season of Spartacus. It is fucking good. Stars show, so like the violence is off the hook. Um, lots of Ooh. fucking sex and stuff in it too. It's a it's a sexy show. Like wow, but the, I mean the fight it's scenes and stuff in it is show. so good. You know, it's about gladiator school. Yeah, and then also just his story, like what happens to him and with his wife in the first episode and stuff. It's huge emotional punch right from the beginning. So right yeah. off the bat, you're like, okay, Romans are total pieces of shit, and I am mm-hmm. on board with this Thracian. Let's see him fucking kick some ass. 
But unfortunately, <laughs> that actor got like cancer and died tragically at a really young age. Oh my and god! And so while he was getting his treatment, they did the second season as a prequel season that was only like six episodes, and so he wasn't in it at all because oh. it was before Spartacus came to that gladiator school. Oh man, that is tragic, yeah. dude. Also, like, did you watch Xena Warrior Princess a lot when you were younger? Uh, I watched some. Okay, yeah. I was gonna say lots of. Lots of naked Lucy Lawless in Spartacus, oh. <laughs> which I mean, the first time I saw it, I, like my head exploded. I went, oh, oh, oh my God. Oh my God. Am I really seeing this? <laughs> like, oh like teenage God. Joe would have been so excited. Uh, adult Joe you see, was very titillated. You see, what, <laughs> you see what I was saying earlier? We're all actually just perfect. It's true. <laughs> no one says any of it. I remember when I saw one of my buddies in, in, when I saw one of my buddies in Norway, he was telling me about True Blood. And he was like, when it first came out, he was like, I'm watching this new show, True Blah, 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 Blah. And I went, oh, that's cool. And I was like, doesn't that have Anna Paquin in it as well? Like Rogue from X-Men. And he was like, yeah, you get to see her tits. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that's the first thing that you're going to say to me. <laughs> she's, trying to, she's trying to sell me on the series by telling me that she goes plus in it. It's like, okay, man, thanks for that. And they're great. <laughs> that was the first thing, first thing. And this is the second thing that you've said about Spartacus is that you get to see Lucy Lawless yeah, naked. I, I, I don't care. Yeah, I'm, I'm a guy. I can't fucking help it. <laughs> <laughs> so what you're saying is they... They had to change the actor that played they Spartacus did. And so for the last three. two or three seasons of it, it was a different guy. And he did good, but it was like you just left with the memory of how epic the other guy was. And was yeah, like, that's the problem, man. So when you change when you change an actor, especially if they've done well, and like, you know, in Anton's case, he just fucking killed that. Oh, it, just, it wouldn't be the same show without him at all. Um, it, it, all the voice talent in that show in Troll Hunters, it is absolutely amazing. All right, baby. Cat's back. Nice. We can wrap <laughs> um, this up, dude. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. I was just saying, you know, like, it, it won't be the same without him. So if they do have as much dialogue sort of recorded that, you know, they said that they do, then, you know, we might get two shorts, well, definitely one, like, half season, so, like, a 13-episode one, and then probably, like, a, a shorter season, maybe, to, like, wrap it all up. But, you know, I think that... I reckon they thought that this was going to run and run, so it probably doesn't actually end. You know, they probably don't have the end recorded because, you know, it's based on um, the Guillermo del Toro's book series that he did. Yeah. So, you know, there's, there's not... They probably, probably didn't record an end for it, so it might... They might just do what they can and maybe recast, but I'm, I'm seem to remember sort of reading that Del Toro didn't want to recast anybody because, you know, Anton is Jim. Yeah. That's just the way it's worked out. He's absolutely fucking perfect. Yeah, yeah. It, unless they did something where it's like, okay, the character is older now, and so we got somebody with a slightly deeper voice or something, but it'd still be tough. Yeah, that, you know. Yeah, it's. I mean, you know, it it could it could work, but I, I'm always going to remember Anton as Jim. Like, it's never, never going to change. As, as soon as he as soon as he started talking, because he's got such a recognizable voice as yeah. well, that it, it even if they got someone in to you know like that kind of sounded as much like him as they possibly could it's like when fucking kermit the frog got taken over you know that's not kermit anymore <laughs> who's that guy he's an he's an imposter and you can tell because you've grown up with that voice <laughs> and you've grown up with that voice in your head 
and you know exactly what he sounds like and you just look at the new guy and you're just like you're not fucking kermit <laughs> so the, you know jim will be you're not jim you're not jim it'll be odd yeah uh i'm excited that mark hamill's going to be added to the voice cast for this next season though too yeah did they say who he was he's or not? playing an older brother of one of the characters that has pledged allegiance to gunmar and so an older brother Ooh. that we previously didn't know about that he's on the you know he's on the side the side of the bad guys apparently and yeah. I, I can't wait to see hear what kind of voice he's gonna bring to that Man, I reckon he's gonna go low like he does sometimes when he because he did Wolverine's voice in uh, in like the computer games. Oh, nice! I didn't know that. Um, yeah, it was in. Uh, it wasn't. It wasn't the one that was tied into the movie because I think that is actually Hugh Jackman. But like in about two thousand and three, I think it was. There was a Wolverine game that came out, which was all like comic book art and stuff like that. And Mark Hamill actually did the voice for for Logan in that, and it is really That's good. Awesome. And I did not know it was, didn't know it was him until at the end of the game, you actually unlock this like whole extra kind of um, you know like special scenes that you get <clears throat> like in a DVD, and one of them is like Mark Hamill. Like, oh, sorry, it's it's the the, the you know the 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 game character of Wolverine, but he's in a recording booth and he like goes, it's quiet, too quiet. <laughs> and then you just hear Mark Hamill's voice come out of the character and he goes, Oh, it's just a classic line. I, I love that line. It's quiet. It's too quiet. It's just a classic. <laughs> it's just so weird seeing Mark Hamill's voice coming out of Wolverine's <laughs> face. It's really weird. It's brilliant, man. I, oh, such a good game. I was in that as well. And they made him incredibly... Um, he just gestures like all the time, like really, really like over gestures everything because you can't see his face, obviously, because yeah. he's Spidey. So th- they make him gesture, and it's like a joke because he's like, he- he's just so <laughs> over the hands. top when he's talking. <laughs> exactly. It's, I've never seen that before. And when it came up, I was just pissing myself. <laughs> it's amazing. That's awesome. Oh, I'm going to have to find that again and watch that. Uh, BS Trollhunter, so December, December, is I, that right? That's what I'd heard. I, I don't have a definitive date on it yet, but I'd heard that it was getting released December 2017. Oh my God. Yes. Yeah. As soon as that comes out and we've both got it all watched, we we need to reconvene mm-hmm. and do a Trollhunter season two episode. And um, hopefully I can get my buddy Dub in on it also. And so we'll have three of us talking it. Yeah. yeah that would be, be awesome. Cool. <laughs> Yeah, I do remember just very quickly to wrap up last joke is when you told me about it. And so I sat down and I basically, I think I binge watched it in three nights. Me and Kat, we both watched it. And I messaged you at a very yes. particular point. <laughs> and I recorded my TV. And I was like, that's so fucked <laughs> up. I was just laughing my head off. I'm not going to say what it was because, it, you know, if anyone does want to watch it. But yeah, if, if anyone's listening that hasn't watched Trollhunters on Netflix, just give it a go. It is one of like the best like family slash adult shows about trolls it's weird because it has so (laughs) many parts where it's like i'm watching a kid's show and then something fucking way dark will happen you're like wow this is not something that should have happened in a kid's show and so it's a it strikes a very curious balance yeah and the acting is the the voice talent and the acting is absolutely amazing the animation is gorgeous and i found out why today as well it's because troll hunters was supposed to be a two-hour movie but 
Guillermo del Toro just told like the because I think I can't remember what studio yeah. it was DreamWorks. That's it. So it was DreamWorks. He he went. I can't tell the story I want to tell in a movie. So DreamWorks and del Toro took it to Netflix, and they went, "Yeah, we'll do that. That'll be good." And so that's why we have one. You know, it was going to be a two-hour movie, and now we have. 26 was it yeah 26 episodes mm-hmm. of the first season and that's why it looks so fucking amazing because all the character design all of the special effects and the cgi and everything is all like movie quality you know it's like it's like dreamworks sort of you know trying to like get into the kind of like pixar realm that's what it was so that's why it looks so amazing the animation's gorgeous and the fuck it's so damn good and it's really funny oh it's yeah so funny God, I'm glad I turned you on to it, dude. <laughs> That's so cool. Uh, me too. I, I, we both absolutely loved it. Like me and Kat both just like sat down and like I said, it was about three nights and we would like just like watch episode after episode after episode and it would get to like 12 o'clock at night and we both have to get up at six in the morning and we just look at each other and we're like, oh, we'll just do one more episode. <laughs> and, you know, so it was it would literally like keep us up. Because it, we enjoyed it that much. It, it's fantastic. Oh, yeah. Lindsay and I liked it enough to where if we just started on, on episode one, we'd just tell the boys, be like, yeah. uh, if you guys are cool with just being, this just being on, we're just going to leave this on all day until it's done. <laughs> it's, it's like, you know, but, you know, fuck TV time and stuff. <laughs> like, this is good enough to where I'll watch yeah. it. <laughs> so I don't even know oh, how many times I've is, seen that got- first season, dude. It's been countless. Really? I've only ever oh, watched yeah. it no, once. We've watched the shit out of it. We just watched it again a couple weeks ago. Put it on, watched the whole thing. Again. Wow. I think I'll probably watch it all the way through again before the oh, next yeah, one comes here. up. Because I, <laughs> yeah, I, 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 oh man, so much has happened that I've forgotten as well. So I can't wait to <laughs> nice. go through it again. Yeah, I got just a couple episodes going American Horror Story, and then I'll I'll probably try and get in a bunch of Punisher tomorrow since that's getting dropped. When is that coming out tomorrow? Oh, okay. Oh, God. (laughs) But then Lindsay and I were also talking about going Uh, and seeing Thor Ragnarok because we haven't seen that yet. So we were were talking about seeing that tomorrow morning. And I was like, oh, I think Justice League's coming out too. And she just gives me a look. (laughs) 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 And I'm like, well, I'll go see that one by myself at some point. Are you actually going to go watch Justice League? Uh, I I will go see it in the theater. But it's one where I'm going to go to an early morning showing and only pay $5 to go see it. I I I'm a big DC fan. I I'm I'm going into it with great reluctance in in as far as you know what the fuck am I about to see here? Yeah, I can dig it. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for that. <laughs> yeah, this is this is one for me. It's it's the first one that I will not yeah, be watching. Well, just knowing how much they actually cuz Aquaman's your favorite DC character, right? And so you actually yes. are one of the rare birds that knows a lot about Aquaman. And so a lot of people that that are like, "Oh, I fucking hate dude bro Aquaman." It's like, "Well, can how much can you tell me about the other Aquaman?" <laughs> like, yeah, yeah I'm, he's I'm, definitely I'm, not I'm dude bro I'm Aquaman. Crickets from you, but I understand <laughs> that you don't like this. Okay. Whereas from you, it's like you could actually probably tell me some shit <laughs> about Aquaman. And so it's like, yeah, I, I will it, take that illegitimately from you. Yeah, it's just that he is like he's like nothing that i've ever seen aquaman <laughs> or aquaman so as weird. i like to call him it's so weird dude it, it, it's nothing like anything i've ever read or seen um 
because he doesn't have like even like Flashpoint Aquaman is he's a badass yes and which you know we all know Jason Momoa can do that but he still he is still the fucking king he's still the king he's still regal you know he's still like like stoic mm-hmm. And that is like the complete fucking <laughs> opposite of what they're giving us. The there's there's something oh about it that I gosh. kind of enjoy, but I'm also just waiting for it to be a total dumpster fire. I, re- I really am. <laughs> the only thing that I've seen in the trailers that I like, I, I love, I love Aquaman's look. I th- when those pictures first came out, like with him and the trident and stuff, I was like, oh my God, he looks so fucking cool. It's completely different, like completely different, but I really enjoyed it because I'm one of those people that after, cause I've watched all these superhero movies, you know, ever since like X-Men came out and they had like the black fucking pleather flight suits and shit I understood because I studied film. I understood that back in that day, they couldn't, do the costumes because everyone would have fucking laughed at it. So I understand the evolution of it. So I've learned that those changes that they make in these movies, as long as they look good, like on film and they're close enough that I don't mind. And I thought he genuinely looked really, really cool in those first shots that we saw of him. But, um, yeah, then I saw the rest of the trailer and I was like, Oh my God, they've ruined it. <laughs> um, but I, th- I honestly think that Ezra Miller is going to be amazing as flash because as far as I understand Flash, you know, I've read a lot of Flash comics and I've seen a lot of like the cartoons and stuff. That is that's very, very similar, if not bang on, what I think that how I read Barry yeah. Allen. That's that's how I read him. You know, he's he's you know, he's a fucking scientist who was like a you know, forensic scientist and things like that. It's he's got that he has that kind of nerdy quality and he's kind of awkward, but with this weird kind of confidence as well. But then when he's flash, he's going to be like full on confidence, just like Peter Parker with Spider-Man. It's going to be, that's the sort of like dynamic I look at with him. And I reckon he's going to be amazing at that. And I love the jokes that he's dropped in the, you know, in the trailers and things. And some people don't like the fact that they've kind of taken that, like that Marvel like standpoint of like putting in like a few jokes. Apparently Thor Ragnarok is in, is a comedy essentially, which is, which I thought was that blew my fucking mind when I heard that. And then I watched a TV spot of it, which was on over here. And it was so weird just seeing Jeff Goldblum be Jeff Goldblum <laughs> in a Marvel movie where Thor is like, you know, talking to him. It was so, it, I just didn't know what the hell to make of it. So I can't wait to see that because I want to see what I think. Yeah, well, then it's, it's something different too. You know, and it's like, and I'm yeah. okay with, with trying something different in that, in, yeah, I don't know. It, I I get weirded out sometimes by by the different sorts of complaints that people hurl at these movies. Like like the people who will say, "Well, the Marvel movies are too lighthearted and too jokey," and then you get the same people saying, "The DC movies are too dark and, and too fucking serious." <laughs> yeah, it's exactly. like, what the fuck does it take to please you? I mean, holy fuck, I dude! Know. It's like I, I, I know I. <laughs> i don't want to take no, us back down exactly negativity <laughs> just start bitching about no no, people, no it's but... like it's it's no 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 it's fine it's i i totally get where you're coming from and uh, it goes back to something that brian said which is something that i've always thought as well is just, as long as it's a good movie you know in that particular person's eyes then it, you shouldn't worry about like like too much like how close it is to like tone of of comics and things like that characters on the other hand i you know like i'm saying like with aquaman and stuff you have to get the character right before anything else because if you don't get the character correct 
then you're just watching a movie about someone that has the same name. Yeah. You know, it's, yeah, no, it, I know what you mean. The, the whole point. Yeah. Like, you know, we fall in love with these characters for, for particular reasons. And if you like change someone so much that they're unrecognizable aside from look name and power set, then you might as well just be watching like something else. It doesn't make any damn sense, but you know, as long as it's a good movie, then who cares what they do with it? I mean, look like Deadpool. Jesus Christ, that's one of my favourite <laughs> superhero films. I knew it was going to be funny. You know, I knew it was going to have a lot of laughs in there. But what I didn't expect was that it was a really great story, yeah. and it and it, the pacing was brilliant. It was shot incredibly well. The special effects were fantastic. And I was going to say for a movie that budget, but they weren't. They were just fucking fantastic. Colossus looked incredible you know the best we've ever seen him mm-hmm. look and you know it's just like the the list of like positives for that movie just go on and on and it's totally different to anything else that you've ever seen so some people have had a problem with thor that they didn't like it because it's too jokey and that's not what they wanted which i can understand you know if you're expecting one thing and then you get another and you and you it kind of you're like you know three for a loop and you weren't expecting it yeah fair enough that's not what you wanted but i'm excited to see it because I, I want to see Thor. I want to see him kicking ass for a start, which it looks like he does a lot of in this film. But I'm I'm excited to see this kind of like fish out of water kind of thing, and you know the 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 world that he goes like Sakaar, I think it's called. Mm-hmm. You know, like with the with Jeff Goldblum as the Grand Master, it's going to be weird as hell. <laughs> yes, and I'm fucking signed <laughs> up for that ride. <laughs> Yeah, it's supposed to like, um, like, uh, like, uh, be influenced by things like Flash Gordon and oh, stuff excellent. like that. And for, Flash Gordon is terrible, but I love that yeah, film. Yeah. <laughs> so that's in, that's a good example of a movie that I really like, but is very very bad. But it's fun, and if if you've got like, like you know, Marvel Disney funding a Flash Gordon movie with Thor in it, I am fucking in. <laughs> I cannot wait, but that's because I like Flash Gordon. Yeah, yeah, no, I know what you mean. <laughs> Not for any other reason. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm looking forward to something different, man. Because I think, I honestly think they need to shake it up a bit. And I mean, I know that people are, me included, are. are, are you know not in love with the justice league and things like that. Like the trailer, at least love the comics, but the trailer looks awful. That's it's not because there's jokes in it. You know, I, like we were talking about earlier, I love humor. That's one of my favorite things to laugh and to people to make me laugh. But it just like the characters look, some of the characters look terrible and the special effects are fucking diabolical mm. in it. It looks so bad. Yeah, I, I know ah. some of the special effects in the trailer were a little <laughs> rough and, and they were rough in Wonder Woman too. For the most part, I liked Wonder Woman. Yeah. I, I didn't, I didn't think Wonder Woman really fell apart until like, she was fighting Ares at the end. And then I was like, oh, this is okay. Okay. Um, I've just got my no, mouth okay. closed right no, now. I mean, I, I know you, you weren't a big fan of it and stuff. And, and I'm, not try, I'm not trying to call you out or anything. I, I mean, that's, you know, in, in especially with these sort of podcasts that, that we do where it's, it's so easy for us to just get in front of a microphone and just shout your opinion. And, and that's great. Mm. We're all totally entitled to them and everything. Like, um, the, uh, do you remember the, the backlash that the supercast got when when they dared to tell their true feelings about Guardians of the Galaxy two? I didn't see the backlash. Okay, so, no, I must well, have missed so that. So everyone was Gaga over Guardians of the Galaxy two, right? Supercast comes yeah. out and they do their episode and they give it um, would have been high Padawans all around. So their top level would be okay. a Jedi, and so they didn't give it their yeah, top. Yeah. So it's like yeah. a. 
So it's like a four out of five, a high taste. Yeah, it. exactly. It's like a high taste it. And um, yeah. And so yeah, Jordan was telling me that they got all sorts of shit about it. And like I was listening to that episode mowing my lawn, and I was like, <laughs> I was expecting them to give it Jedi's. And it, but they, I wasn't about to fucking text those guys in a group message and be like, "No, what the fuck, guys? You didn't have my same opinion." It's like, no, it's their show. They can call it whatever the fuck they want. Just leave them alone, guys. Give it, give it four <laughs> exactly. out of five. This this rings incredibly uh, sim- uh, familiar to me. I don't know if you remember the Logan episode on yeah. PCL. <laughs> I gave that a four out of five, and I got shit on for it. <laughs> Oh, yes. i was like i was incredibly eloquent and polite about all my points and everything so when everyone had a go at me that i didn't like it i tore that movie to shit on Igasakus. Yeah. oh man <laughs> and i still give it four <laughs> out of five i really do i love it i love the beginning of that film and then it all falls apart yeah but i mean but, like i i almost it, wish people would I would have liked to have heard, heard fucking Joe Vitale rip someone apart if they had fucking sent in an email <laughs> disagreeing with him. But I, I, I think it was more just kind of like private messaging and stuff that they dealt with. That was long enough. I know I don't remember the specifics. But like, yeah. that was one of the first things that really drew me into PCL was when Brian would read an email from a listener that was bitching about their opinions and then the way that the guys would all fucking pile on to take them apart. And I was like, Oh, these are my people. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> They're not going to put up with yeah. shit from some anonymous emailer. Fuck them. Like don't, don't poke them. Yeah. Don't, we're allowed yeah, to Yeah, Don't talk. pull the tail of a guy that has a fucking microphone in front of him and an audience. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> like, what is wrong with you? And so, yeah, it's, it's fucking beautiful. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it, 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 you do get that more with the geek community, where where you know people people get a big hard on over their specific fucking opinion, and and they don't want to let other people have theirs. It's like no, it's just let everybody have their own fucking opinion. Yeah, so like I've, I've always said it, man. It's it it's all art. Like you know, the comics is art. The fucking all the movies are art, and art is subjective. There's there's nothing you can yeah. do about it. You know. That's that's all it is. And like you know, some people might think it's like me with uh, Stranger Things. You know, everyone thought Winona Ryder was awesome in that; they absolutely loved her. And I thought her performance was bad. You know, I did. I, I for me, it she didn't sell it to me. I didn't buy it at all. She was the only thing me out of that first series. I still, you know, Tupperware it and everything. But that was the, my one criticism. Um, and that, but that's just me. It just didn't work for me. That was you know but i'm not but like you know i always say to brian and one of the reasons why he likes having me on is that i always tell people the truth when it comes to my opinion i can't sit there and go yeah i thought it was great as well when like i secretly hated <laughs> yeah, it yeah. you know or, or or vice versa you know if i love something like spider-man man you know i i said on that i was like i i tupperware it i thought it was brilliant i thought it was the best spider-man movie since spider-man 2 and I slept through the first hour of that show because I didn't set my alarm properly, but and then came in halfway through. And then I found out that uh, Ryan, I think Ryan high tasted it and uh, Jake and Brian, I think they just tasted it. So, you know, I was like a full two, two stars above <laughs> yeah, I remember them. that. <laughs> but I wasn't going to yeah. lie. You know, I was like, it was great. I loved it. <laughs> like, yeah, we thought it was okay. So, oh my God. <laughs> No, no. That's the thing. It's like it. People are. Some people will, you know, give people for their opinion because they don't agree with it. But I would rather sort of, you know, do something like this and <clears throat> actually be able to 
have a conversation about you know difference of opinion and give reasons why you know, instead of just being a marvel or a dc fuckboy <laughs> and just say this is this is great because that's my you know that's my genre that's my guy you know it's like like with wolverine i could give all the wolverine movies tupperwares because they've got wolverine in them but i'm not <laughs> because I, I love that character you know he's like my second favorite character ever I'm going to be critical because I have to be. <laughs> yeah, I know what you mean. <laughs> yeah. Note to teacher, must do better. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but they got as close as they could with Logan, and I, I'm I'm very happy with how it ended. Yeah. Yeah, the best thing I loved about Logan is we finally saw what a guy that had fucking claws like that that would come out of his fucking hands, how he would actually deal with people. Yes, that, exactly. just right there the first time i saw claws go into a guy's fucking head and come out the other side i was like oh 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 holy shit <laughs> <laughs> yep it's just uh it was quite a bleak oh, movie yeah. but my god it's got you know gets you in the feels like the, the um like professor x like the whole situation with professor x is just it's just brutal and that's like the first what, 15 minutes of the film you see him in the you know the big like water like silo mm-hmm. thing and he's lost his bloody mind and then you get the little hints about how it was him that actually killed the x-men and stuff it's so it, it's so much of it is perfect but there are parts of it which are dog shit <laughs> yeah yeah no i know what you mean <laughs> you know in in my opinion <laughs> well like that was a movie that was awesome but i'm not in a big hurry to go back and watch it again no i've only ever watched it one other time yeah, after cause that because it was it, it was it had really epic parts in it but enough of it was a downer that i just i don't go for seconds on things that are downers i, I generally never mm. do yeah for me it was just like you know, watching it because I I remember posting on the army page as well. Like after I watched it the second time, because I thought you know maybe I missed something or maybe maybe it was better than I thought, maybe it was worse than I thought. I wasn't sure, so I you know I I got the Blu-ray and everything, and I watched it again, and I felt exactly the same way. And there were, there was there was one part which I didn't get in the cinema because <clears throat> I had to put subtitles on, but the bit where you know, Professor X is in the back of the truck and he's, you know, dying, basically. He um he just mumbles something. And in the cinema, I didn't pick it up. So I put the subs on at home and he, like, taps the, um, taps the corner of the truck and he calls it the Sunseeker, which is the name of the boat that Logan was going to yeah. buy so they could, like, go off and be happy. And that was something I didn't get the first time. And that was really like you know beautiful poignant moment that he was like trying to show logan like what was actually happening you know like the the truck like the journey that they've been on and they're going on that's that's like his that's their release that's the whole fucking you know that like he was always worried about taking him out to sea and then they would like live he would like live out his days on the boat in the sun you know everything's awesome but what charles wanted was that he wanted logan to experience life instead of you know like shutting himself away from everyone and everyone i love always gets killed and all that sort of stuff which we've seen a bunch of times done before it was a really nice moment but that wasn't enough to take away x24 <laughs> yeah, that was pretty stupid. <laughs> You're not a big fan of him either. Then. Uh, I could see the pros and the cons of it. It was kind of nice to see him just 
fighting like his previous self because i mean because you could really also take yeah. that as analogy that you know he's fighting he's because his oh, whole yeah. life he's been fighting the animal within he tries really yeah, hard to not exactly go fucking berserker is. because he's usually pretty bummed out when he comes back mm, yeah no i totally get that i i i again this is something that <laughs> i think that's why i say to people yeah i, I studied I study film I, I understand what they were getting at and people go, but you don't but but he's like facing himself he's facing a younger better version of himself that is like that, that has no filter that is that there is no humanity and he's like i i, I know I, I completely understand what the symbolism is. I understand that, but having that guy kill one of the well, not I'm not talking about Wolverine, but have that guy kill Charles Xavier is a cheap fucking yeah. move. It really is. It has no emotional weight to it. One, it comes out of nowhere, which is done for shock value, and two, it's done by someone that none of us give a shit about. It makes his death like almost meaningless. And that was one of my big problems with it. And I, and I just thought that the X-24 character was terrible just in general. You know, I would much prefer them to get, like, Liev Schreiber back as Sabretooth and Sabretooth kill him. That would be much better. Or as Kirby said, fucking get Wolverine to kill him. He has to kill him. That would be amazing. He's like having a crazy seizure. Yeah, and, and there's blah, no blah, other blah, way to, to, yeah, to stop it. There's no, yeah. Exactly, just like with Jean, because that would like heart, like go back to that terrible Last Stand movie. You know, at least that has some sort of a connection. But to have this guy that crops up halfway through the film, he has no backstory except that he's created in a lab, and that he's a he's a clone of Wolverine. That he's a, he's a nothing. He's a no name, nothing character. He doesn't even have a goddamn name. <laughs> he's X X twenty four. Yes, and he's based on a character in the comics called Albert. Who was a like a cyborg robot that Donald made or some shit? That's what he is, and it, it's it's bullshit, lazy crap writing. So <laughs> suck it. <laughs> I can't refute any of this. Sir. <laughs> oh, I'm so angry. I'm so angry, Joe. <laughs> uh, oh. But aside from that and a few other things, it was a perfect movie. It was brilliant. Yeah. But again, people don't like me pointing out stuff that I think is bad because I think deep down they know that I'm right. <laughs> <laughs> I think on some oh, people just want to fucking battle. You know? Yeah, let's all have a big fight. <laughs> <laughs> all right, cat. Oh, okay. Right, I think we should Fuck wrap yeah, it up, dude. dude. Our tortoise is waking up. <laughs> <laughs> Hells yeah. Dude, this was so much fun, and uh, we're going to get together again really soon because Troll Hunters, oh. dude, it's going down. <laughs> oh my god. I cannot wait. I'm really excited. I am actually going to watch it all over again. Yes. I've made a decision now. Yeah, dude. <laughs> cool. Thank you so much yeah. for having me on, man. Yeah. Do, you want to, do you want to always. give any information? I know last time you said you wanted to remain st- mysterious, so... Um, uh, no, no, I'm not going to do <laughs> nice. anything. It's fine. I might, I might have, I may be doing my own pod at some point, but fuck yeah, I'll yeah, be listening. Yeah. Just, just very quick dis- disclosure. I, I was thinking about, I've been thinking about it for a long, long time and, um, I have no idea what it's going to be about. Uh, but I do know that one of my favorite, uh, musicians gave me permission to use his music 
uh, on my podcast with, without any paying rights or anything. And when he said that, I was like, well, it might be kind of like serendipitous that I would, that I might actually do it. But I'm on so many other shows. I don't know if I'm ever going to have any fucking time to do it, to be honest. But no, no, for now, no, I'm okay. Anyone that, anyone that knows me anyway already knows the other stuff that I do. And we do not publicize that because that's not what it's <laughs> <That's> about. <right. laughs> awesome. Awesome. Thank you so much, man. I had a blast. I'm glad we got to talk for like twice as long today, too. Oh, it's like, oh, it's bliss. <laughs> it's like... <laughs> It's like three fists. Oh, no. <laughs> we didn't need to come back around to that. <laughs> okay, right. I'm out. <laughs> Later, dude. Bye. Bye-bye. If you have any questions or comments on what you just heard, you can email me at startcastpod at gmail.com. You can find me on Twitter at the Tubby Ninja, or you can check out my Facebook page at facebook.com slash startcastpod. Thank you very much for listening.